June 24th, 2020. This is the Wrestling Inc. Podcast. I'm Glenn Rubenstein, joined by Matt Morgan and Justin Labar. We're going to talk about AEW, going to talk about NXT. Uh, Matt and I are both wearing red shirts, Justin in the middle. This is like the saddest, (laughs) weirdest color combination I think I've ever seen on this podcast. (laughs) It's all good. Uh, Before we get into it all, we're going to cover a couple of quick news stories uh then we're going to get in with matt to jump into uh, everything that's going on with tonight's shows but justin what's the latest on uh these allegations that are uh still breaking and developing as we're going uh and uh wrestling inc of course has all the details but please give people sort of the high level stuff yeah uh, another day and unfortunately more allegations uh, like like we said last friday in the podcast we'll give you just the the, the headlines and the basic of the story but if you want to get the full um, full details. Go to go to Wrestling Inc. Uh, Marty Schrule, uh, Marty, um, of course, uh, you know, been been famous on the wrestling scene for some number of years. He's actually the head booker of ROH right now. Uh, he was one of the latest people to uh, be uh, named uh, in allegations. Uh, this from a um, uh, a woman who claiming back in 2015, basically at after at a, at a UK show that uh, that she was 16 at the time. And uh, she claims that uh, Marty coerced her and having uh, to, to having un- having unprotected sex while she's intoxicated. Um, she she talks about what they did do uh, before it got put to a stop. Um, and then Marty did put out a response to this. Uh, again, you can get word for word, but Marty's response it, it, it wasn't met with it wasn't met with some of the best reaction uh, in his response. He you know he's obviously he 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 says sorry that the that this girl feels this way and that, that and that, that it's that it's been a hurtful experience but you know under, under his memory he thought it was a consensual situation and he does even at the on one point in the response say that it was a legal hookup noting that in the uk 16 is an age of consent so uh he's he's put out then a follow-up statement so if you want to get all of that and and and, and get your get your full details wrestling Inc. has that uh another a uh, big one in the speaking out movement is uh, Shakara, which Shakara has been a, a, a an indie promotion that's been around since I think '02. Uh, it's been ran by uh, Mike Quackenbush, and um, he and uh, his training facility have come down uh, as 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 being named again in allegations um, in the speaking out. So uh, Mike Quackenbush has come out and said that he is uh, discontinuing Shakara and uh, stopping. Uh, at least, at least he's going to stop as, as the head trainer at his wrestling school. We're not sure if the school is going to shut down entirely or not, but, uh, that story also on wrestling Inc. So those are the two, uh, two latest, uh, the, the highest profile, at least I think there's some other ones. I don't want to shortchange them, but again, wrestling Inc has full, full details on, on all that have, uh, continued to add in the speaking out, uh, movement. And again, I mean, we talked about this, uh, the past few nights, but there are so many of these stories. These are so many sensitive details, so many serious allegations. Um, I feel that there was no way we could do justice to, uh, to these accounts. Uh, Wrestling Inc. has all of these stories as they're ongoing. Um, additionally, there was development today, more news about some AEW and WWE uh, COVID positive tests that it looks like they're going to impact the way they're handling tapings in the near future. Yeah, we'll start with AEW. Uh, there was um, uh, two two changes to tonight's dynamite in terms of person, uh, terms of on air personnel. Uh, QT Marshall uh, did not end up having. Uh, he was supposed to be in a tag match against FTR. He was not there uh, due to some concerns of coming in contact with uh, with COVID nineteen. And then John Moxley also not there. Moxley was supposed to have uh, what would have been a squash match, and they ended up replacing it with Moxley's fighter fest opponent Brian Cage. Um, Tony Khan talked about John Moxley on social media and, and Khan said that, uh, Moxley recently came into contact with someone, uh, 
came in contact with another person who has the coronavirus and Moxley warned the promotion and the doctors and, and, and was fully happy and wanted to stay home and not worry about potentially huh. putting anybody else in danger. So, um, so Moxley, that's, that's why he was not there tonight as of course they build to this fighter fest title match. And then over on WWE, uh, <laughs> getting a little bit, getting a little bit, getting scary. Um, so reports out there again, wrestling Inc has the full uh, story, um, that more, more positive COVID-19 tests are happening from those who have been at the PC. It ranges from those who have been, who are talent, uh, production crew, production crew and employees. So, um, these positive tests, of course, are, you know, the trickle down effect then, okay, of, of, of quarantine, who have they been around? What's this do to our schedule? Of course, they're constantly trying to get some of these, uh, shows raw NXT and SmackDown in, in the can. So, uh, it, it is a very fluid situation. So really stay with wrestling Inc. because what, what I, what we know now at 10 35 PM Eastern time, yeah, this is developing and I'm sure yeah. we're going to hear, uh, more details come out from behind the scenes. And, and I apologize if I misspoke earlier, AEW has not had positives. It's uh first and second hand contact with people who have been positive and precautions being taken on that end. It's in WWE, uh, where, and I'm seeing numbers all over the place. I really don't want to get this wrong. This will be a big story. Again, it uh, feels weird to say I'm not a journalist uh, and, you know, Raj and Wrestling Inc. will be covering this in greater detail as more details can be confirmed and more information is available. Yeah, I mean, the most, uh, I believe, I'm pulling it up right now, PW Insider, um, PW Insider's reporting and we, and we, you know, Wrestling Inc. picked it up and is, is aggregating this. PW Insider is saying that a source, one source noted them, the number of positives is in the two dozen range. Um, again, that's just PW Insider with one source. I I don't know that. I, I've talked to one person this evening. They said they could not confirm. That's been two dozen. They did confirm a couple people they know of. So two dozen. That's that's a that's a that's a big number. And then of course again the trickle down of who have they been in contact with. So again, very fluid, very developing. So, uh, Wrestling Inc. Uh, trying to stay on top of it, but uh, not not good news. Okay, so let's bring on. Let's uh, bring on Matt Morgan and on a kinder note, talk about AEW and NXT tonight. Um, Matt, so uh, what did you think of both shows this evening? Awesome. Loved uh, um, uh, Wardlow and Luchasaurus. Yeah, that was a very, very uh, strong start to the show in a lumberjack match. Um, and uh, this went all over the place. Just that it was interesting at first when Wardlow was on Luchasaurus, I was like, Oh, he's trying to take his mask off. And it was like, no, he's trying to pry his jaws apart. Like King Kong style, the way he like, kills the T-Rex. Yeah. Uh, trying to open his mouth. Like that was a vicious spot. And I think for Wardlow, he looked uh, the best and most menacing he ever has. Definitely. Yeah. This is a fun, uh, good match that there was a little bit of everything here. There was two big guys, uh, hard hitting at times, but then you saw some, some fast moving athletic stuff that guys of their size don't traditionally do. So, uh, a little bit of everything. Um, you know, I think they did a pretty good job. I mean, they did a good job. Obviously, Wardlow got a win, but they did a good job protecting Luchasaurus. Obviously, it was due to distraction and such. So, yeah, it's uh, This was a very key win for Wardlow. This was a very big deal, I thought. Yeah, I mean, he hasn't had a he hasn't had a ton no. of matches. I mean, uh, you know, he obviously he lost. He looked good losing to Cody at his debut match back in February, but he's had a few squash matches otherwise, but this was a this was the biggest credible win that he's had up to this point for AEW. Yeah, I didn't think they were going this direction, honestly. I thought for sure Luchasaurus would win, and I was worried about that. Yeah, uh, no, I thought both looked good tonight, but Wardlow, this is finally – tonight was the first time when I saw him more than just MJF's muscle. Right. Well, yeah. and they yes. – 
and they keep kind of alluding to it. They said it again tonight on commentary. Like <laughs> uh, they talked about how good like Wardo was looking. They said, you know, he's looking better than some guy that would just be a lackey. And then and then somebody else in commentary goes, Yeah, I have a feeling he's not going to be that for very long. So I mean, oh. they're not even pretending to try try to like make this come out of nowhere. I mean, they're clearly giving you the 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 diesel Sean. Yes. Uh, to pardon the phrase blueprint here. <laughs> that, that, yes. I mean. Trademark Matt Morgan. Um, so uh, after that, Britt Baker in plexiglass tonight in her security case. After <laughs> swole. I mean, there, there have been a couple instances of this. I mean, even Enzo in NXT when he was injured. Uh, it's amazing when you can be not cleared to wrestle and yet somehow get over as an even bigger star. She was awesome. This was great. Whoever thought of this, this was awesome. I popped huge for this. Yeah, yeah. It's it's good they're doing this with her. I mean, because how easy it would have been for AEW and her, quite frankly, to say okay, off till she's better. Yeah. Right. She she's injured. We got a pandemic going on. She has a day job. Like, let's just send her home and 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 we'll just bring her back and and rebuild her up. But no, I mean, and and she's 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 at the height right now, and she's she can't even perform. Yeah, this this was really good. Then uh, blink and you miss it tonight. Hikaru Shida versus Red Velvet. Um, I got to be honest, this match was so short. I didn't even know this happened until I saw on Twitter. Um, I saw the pull apart after <laughs> when Shida went after Ford and hit her. Like I was I was making I was making dinner tonight. I we were looking at our, our, the vast amount of canned goods we've accumulated. I looked to the wife and I said vegan chili dogs for dinner. And I was in the process of putting the vegan chili in the pot to heat it up. And this match was over by the time I looked up. Now, let me ask you a question, a personal yes. question. Did you feel cool saying vegan before? I had to. Word. I had to clarify. If I'd said chili dogs, Matt, people in the chat would be like, "But Glenn, you're vegan. Is this hypocrisy?" You know, like uh, I, okay, I have a rep fair. to that's uphold fair. here. You know, okay, that's very fair. Very fair. Yes, but I guarantee you, Matt. I know we've talked before. You've had the Beyond Burger. You found it uh, surprisingly oh. convincing. Let me really tell you, a vegan convincing. chili dog. You you couldn't tell the difference because you just put that. You put the onions. You put the mustard. You put it all on there, like. You, you still feel like crap, like if you ate a regular chili dog. There's nothing healthy about this at all. <laughs> yeah. I'll try it. I'll try it. Yeah. I think anyone that looks at me knows I'm not living the whole food, plant-based, healthy, <laughs> vegan lifestyle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Hashtag chubby vegan. Hashtag chubby is being generous. Um, anyhow. Uh, Hashtagging so, yourself. <laughs> um. <laughs> So Sheeta going after Ford after this. I mean, okay, they're building this. They're building this. Yes, I like that. I like that. It was a good, great continuation. The next layer in the storyline, the next page has been turned. I'm loving AEW so far. Yeah. Um. Okay, Nate Erickson, $10 super chat. Thank you, Nate. Congrats, Justin. Great job on busting yeah. open. Yeah, good job, Enjoyed Justin. it. And look forward on hearing you on there next week until at least week 11. <laughs> also, uh, there you go, Matt. Changed this, Nate changed his name from Septim XL because you prefer <laughs> real name. Good job, Nate Dog. That's your new name. Nate Dog, good job, buddy. Thank you, thank you, Nate. Glad you much enjoyed easier, Much easier to say your name. And real quick, I want to, really quick before we move on, Glenn. Yeah. I heard uh, Justin as well. Justin's done a, a great job. And those of you that do listen uh, to Busted Open, um, please continue to flood timelines, comment sections, and whatnot, because this guy 
Justin, I'm, and I mean this, he's no idea I'm going to say this, but he's been busting his ass for years at this. Oh, yeah. He was doing this when I was still in my prime in wrestling. And many wrestlers that I knew in the locker room used to watch his stuff all the time. He used to take him very seriously. Nobody treated him like a mark or, or a negative connotation of, of somebody that covered wrestling. He was treated like a legit like ESPN anchor would if, if you were to be interviewed by somebody from ESPN, honestly. Yeah. So. I, I really, you know, wish you nothing but the best, Justin, and you really, you know, deserve the opportunity you're getting. They're lucky to have you. Thank you. It's very, it's very nice of you to say. Michael Finley asking the question, where was Abaddon tonight? Now, thinking about that, that was kind of like not following up Finn on the momentum. Dog? Is this the Michael Finley who played for the Dallas Mavericks and the Spurs? And he watches us? <laughs> Hell yeah. <laughs> I don't <laughs> I met a guy locally like two years ago whose name is Steve Martin. And the first thing I said to him was like, how do you feel going through life when people are constantly disappointed when they learn your name or hear your name and then meet you and they go, it's not that Steve Martin. How comfortable are you with a Steve Martin? Because that's a pretty good dig. That's terrible. My- hey, hey, Mr. Mediocre. What's it like when people are let down when they meet you? Poor Steve Martin. He didn't my see dad, that coming. My dad's best friend, his name is Mike Myers, and, and he gets oh, he gets yeah. it too. You know. From yeah. both sides, you have Mike yeah. Michael Myers and then Mike Myers. He gets it, he gets it for the he gets it for oh you're not as funny as Mike Myers. Ah, see. <laughs> uh that's why you gotta use the middle initial. Like and when I'm in charge, right. everybody like there only gets to be one Matt Morgan. Everyone else has to change up their name. The most famous person with the name has dibs on that name. Uh, Glenn Lipkin 299 is it disrespectful that Wardlow uses the F10. Can I answer, please? Yeah, please. Yeah. No, no, he's taken a move and he's made it bigger and better. So I'm gonna say, no, it's not disrespectful. What was disrespectful, and it wasn't my fault, was Vince trying to stick it to Brock Lesnar when Brock left and they brought me back to TV. They made me start doing the F5. I wasn't doing that in OVW, I was doing the carbon foot. No, I was doing the elevator. Uh, stalling suplex into the vert into the rock bottom, dope finisher by the way. Um, but I wasn't doing any F fives, that's for sure. Then out of the blue, I get called up to SmackDown doing the stuttering character, and they made me do the F five as a finisher. And it was always a, a and Cena told me what he thought what it was too. It was kind of like a middle finger, not from me, but from Vince. That Brock is very replaceable. Well, we see how that turned out. The guy's <laughs> on their TV, and I'm not. <laughs> and what I didn't like about it was he's he was a friend, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like like and he was the guy that tried to help me when I was young, younger. So it was a real p- weird position for me to be in. But I was working the Big Show. What other finisher do you, can you give the Big mm-hmm. Show? Powerbomb? I couldn't. I don't know. Kevin Ash did it. That's a tough dude to pick up. Yeah. Well, well and what's interesting about Wardlow using the F10? This is only an AEW. Prior, uh, Wardlow had never done had never done what you see and what you what, what Greg is saying is an F10. Wardlow, what his finisher had been for his first four years of his career, he'd put them up like on the fireman's carry position. He would spin on them. He would actually drive them. They would take a back bump, and he would sit with them. And it was a Wardlow driver. And I, I don't know if um, I don't know if AEW wants. I don't know if this looks better. It sounds. Oh, better, you so know. it was a Death, it was a Death Valley driver where he yeah. just take yeah. them and put them in front of him with the legs yep. spread open as a seated position. Yep. That's pretty dope. They should have let him keep doing that. Yeah. That's it's safe, he, too. He takes the bump with you. Yeah, no, it's it, packed off the guy. That, you know, Matt, and obviously, like, I'm not, like, I, I, 
but he's given that to me before. And when the first, and I remember being a little nervous, I said, all right, like, what's the, what's, what's the best place for me to be when, when taking this? And he walked me through it and he said, I'm going to, he's like, I'm going to be there with you. He goes, you'll be fine. He goes, I'm taking it with you. And, And it was, it was, it was, yeah, safe. And it makes a huge boom, boom yes. noise too. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Right. When you have, you when you have bounce. Yeah. When you have him dropping to his ass and then, and then he's also setting you down. I mean, it's, he's a big dude. Dustin D 499. Do they use Britt Baker to build up some other women like big swole and underdeveloped women on the oh. roster could okay. give her her own diesel story. Who would be D? Wait, what? What I mean, I missed the diesel I, part. I, of I, I don't know. I don't understand the diesel part of that story. Dustin D do not spend more money to, just go and go to me on Twitter and ask me that. Sorry, Raj. I'm not going to waste his fans money. I think that's ridiculous. But I will digress. Um, do you know what? I, I don't understand the diesel part, but I do think it's not a terrible idea what he says. The only problem oh. is the only the only pro- oh, he did waste more money. Dustin D didn't answer to me. <laughs> and the cha-ching sound goes off in Raj's uh, foyer, foyer. Dustin D, $1.99, meaning pair her with a monster while hurt. Oh, okay. Now that definitely clarifies that. Actually, that's not a bad idea, Justin. There's no monster to really pair her with. I don't think that's the problem. Like you're not going to put her with a supernatural freak like this Abaddon character, and there's no other. I don't. I wouldn't put her with Nyla. I mean, I think she's. I think what they're doing. I think it's not broke. Don't fix it. I think she's doing fine. Having yeah, having, but, having rebels are a little wacky. But his whole thing. You know what? That's a big. That's a good. That's a very good point. He's a, she's out there with Rebel. That's going to be a very that's going to be a future storyline. If you put somebody else in that mix, like the muscle, you're going to uh, cloudy and muddy up the waters. Especially whenever Britt's cleared and and it, and it comes right. time for her to have a match with Swole or whatever, and at that time where she expects Rebel to take the take the, the and Rebel walks out on her, and now Britt's got to take her cup up her you know take hers. Yep. So a Krana Shah with a five dollar super chat saying, you know now. Uh, Justin, uh, coining the team, just Henry to take on, uh, the Jew print and Raj back <laughs> saying, uh, loves the podcast. Congratulations to Justin on busting open and good luck to Mr. Morgan on his election. Thanks for just Henry. There you go. Thank you. Thanks just Henry. <laughs> and you're not just Henry. You're just. the Henry. Ah, <laughs> uh, back to the show tonight. What, what you want me healing next? on all the fans? You like me oh, healing well. on them instead? Glenn. No, Matt, you you are the biggest baby face I've ever known. You Fan, play, you could play a heel. Oh my God, he smiles. He had to grow a beard to cover up those dimples <laughs> under there. <laughs> Fans are paying to have Matt roast them. That, that's part of the fun of uh, of pain. Like Don Rickles. <laughs> um. So, press conference with Cody surrounded by the Nightmare family. Jake Hager there. Um. Yeah, with Arn uh, building up this match for the TNT Championship that's going to happen at Fighter Fest. Um, what'd you think of this, Matt? This was a little, little kind of different. I liked it. I just still don't. And I love me some Arn Anderson. Like, he was one of my like tapes back when we watched tape of people to watch. I had to cut the ring in half when I found out it was going to be in a tag team with Nathan Jones. So, for all you fans that are dying laughing right now, going, trying to imagine me and Nathan Jones split the ring with a. <laughs> Uh, tag team uh, uh, psychology. Yes, you should be laughing at that. Um, but still, he's somebody we, I, we, I studied and watched, and I think the world of him. I don't, again, I'll repeat it. I don't like the matchup. He does not need, Cody doesn't need this. I, I, I don't like it. It just feels like they're taking a, a square peg and trying to jam it through a circular hole. 
well, come on, man. Arn's an amazing promo. Why would you not want him to have opportunities to be in segments where maybe he could talk? I, I would normally agree with that. Do it with a younger superstar that needs it. Yeah. I, I, didn't, um, I, didn't, I didn't buy into this this press conference thing. I thought it was, it was a little... It was a little... The sport feel. The sport feel was cool. It, well, that's the problem. If they actually would have executed on giving the feel, to me, it didn't give me the feel. To me, it was just a very... Like, they try, they swung, and it was a big whiff. Like... I, and I understand, especially with the, the not, not even the social distancing, they have all these guys at outside of the ringside. So it's like it didn't feel like a it felt it felt very hokey. It felt very forced. Um, I, I, I don't know. Maybe, I, maybe it's I mean I've spent I, I've been at Super Bowl press conferences. I've been at pro wrestling press conferences. Like I'm very familiar with that setting. Right. That that did not feel authentic enough. So what what they should have done is they should have had it. TNA did this once. When my DNA this is crazy. You're not going to believe me, but look this up, folks, on Google. When my DNA was sent to space, it's oh, yeah. still as we speak at the International Space Station. I swear to God. Can't make this stuff up, folks. Um, they did this backstage press conference. Where it made it look like it was a legit press conference uh, with all the TNA executives handing me this plaque and whatnot. And it looked really legit. Um, but it was pre-shot. It was shot earlier in the day, and it was like a splice in during the show. And that's what I would have done with this. Hmm. You have a backdrop you can control to make it look like a legitimate press conference. Yeah, yeah. Because the, the timing if, was wrong with this. Yeah, because I mean, if done right, Matt's what Matt started the sport feel. It does give an authenticity, and, and and to and to AEW's credit, they 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 try to keep records. They even do something as little as I'm fast forwarding here, but earlier it uh, or later in the show, it took guys a while to come out and uh, and uh, uh, help Matt Hardy. And the commentators even say, well, the locker rooms are very far. They're over in the football stadium. Love that. Love that. So, yes, yeah, so, I mean, like, AEW, they, they really try to give you, like, I mean, they even acknowledge on tonight, Moxley's not here because of, uh, of COVID-19. So they yes. really try to be true and transparent. And so they really could have done good stuff with this press conference, but it just it did not feel real enough. They, they, the only thing I'll say I enjoyed about this press conference is I, I'm pretty sure I have this right. The two people they called on to ask questions, their names – I believe are uh, uh, ghostwriter byline names from old Pro Wrestling Illustrated magazines. Like so, Pro Wrestling Illustrated used to have different characters, like 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 how Vince Russo was Vic Venom back in the day yes. for for yeah. WWF magazine. Pro Wrestling Illustrated had different names, and I think the two they called on were were, were a reference to that. So if so, if you are a longtime wrestling fan and media fan and magazines, you would have called that, and that's a kind of a, a chuckle, a pop. But otherwise, thank you. When, for that. when did they start doing that in WWF magazine? The code names. I mean, uh, it, it was more. It was more in Wrestling Illustrated, but yeah. yeah. Well, kind of thing because so Game Pro, the video game magazine, started doing that yes. like in 88, 89. I'm wondering I who was loved, first. I had a subscription to that. I, I wrote one review for Game Pro. I am in a, a 1993 uh, issue reviewing Super Mario All Stars as G. Oh I'm not lying to you right now. I had to have had that issue. I had a subscription through '96. Yeah. You should get Glenn to sign your copy. I have to have it somewhere. I save all my magazines, I, by the way. I all used to. I used to save all mine, and then finally, I was like, I'm lugging around. Just it's all. so heavy. They're I so know. Heavy. Oh my so God. much space. My my Beckett baseball, basketball, football card uh, price guides. I have every one of them. Comic books for days. Yeah. And then Sports Illustrateds, and then my mm-hmm. Pro Wrestling Illustrateds. Yeah. I I just had to get rid of a lot of it. It was just I had like all old electronic gaming monthlies and. Uh, Nintendo I have, Power? Yeah, oh, Nintendo dude, Power. Nintendo Power. I remember when it was the Nintendo Fun Club News, 
and then they switched to the subscription mm. for Nintendo Power. Wow, how did yeah. I miss that? It was originally free, and they sent out the first issue for free, and then you had to subscribe. I don't remember the name of it, but I remember, yes. Okay. Remember it had uh, in the cartoon Howard and Nestor. It was like Howard Phillips and Nestor was a little cartoon. Nestor was a little cartoon, yeah. Yeah, they got into crazy shenanigans. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is what the people tune in for, but we have a lot left to cover tonight, folks. All right, let's go, let's go. Yeah, uh, Terrible Trey, 89, 499. Considering it's the first time being a heel, Britt's doing an amazing job. Oh, is she ever? Because I didn't think she could do it. Not to diss her, but because to me, she was the ultimate baby face. And they missed, they did, they did her bad as her first baby face opportunity. And for her to take this and what she's, guys, I'm telling you again, she's like five years ahead of the curve. Five full years of everyday wrestling, I will argue, ahead of the curve of being comfortable to be a believable heel like that. That takes time. She's so damn good at it. No, I agree. She's come such a long way. Uh, let's talk about Brody Lee and Colt Cabana versus Sonny Kiss and Joey Janela. This um, was pretty good. I mean, like, this was pretty darn No, good, I like though. this a lot. I'm really surprised they had Joey and Sonny lose considering the great response to the the vignette, yes. the great response to the match on Dark. Like, why? And making a big deal that they're undefeated, I just don't understand why they decided Colt and Brody I, needed to go over. Well, Brody shouldn't have been in it. That way he could have been protected. Yeah. Well, even though it was, and Colt, they really seem to like. I'm entertained by Colt's wrestling. I really am. I like the stuff he does. I think he's original. Um, he's just different style of wrestler that I know I couldn't wrestle like. So I'm always a fan of that kind of stuff. But with that said, they should have given them a different tag team or something like that. I would have taken a squash tag match here. I really would have because it would have told us cool young up and comers. Even though I know Joey's well past that, but still, as a tag team. A legitimate tag team in their tag team ranks. Wow, we need to, we need to look out for these two. And then Lance Archer attacking Sonny from behind. After what the hell? I know, like, if they're going in this direction, this is going to be like that's very much not where I thought this was all going. I th- complete you know, opposite for me. I I agree with you. Yeah, I did not see any of this coming. When I saw but, the tag match, I'm like, wait, why are they tagging them against them? Joey and Sonny have like. That I think they're cooler than Jurassic Express. I think they've got yes. like it's better than Orange Cassidy vibe. It's certainly better than Best Friends. Like, you think it's better? Wait, hang on. Well, Definitely but like the vibe, like the cool, like the the cool, uh, the coolness vibe of it. I think they could you be. Think that's cooler than Orange Cassidy. Though. Well, wow, but no, as a big... tag team though, I think as a tag team they could be, they could be the coolest There's... tag team in AEW in a heartbeat if they're booked right. They are crazy cool. And, yeah. And the the the. the, the they got your attention. That's for sure. That's why I can't believe they put them in this tag match. Yeah. This was an easy no-brainer. Give them two locals. Squash. Yeah. And I wanted to see some. I tell you right now, Sonny, they got to go back to that throwback entrance. Yeah. With the cheerleaders. What, what, the what was that event? What, what, that what was Fighter Fest. Uh, was that Fighter Fest or Fight for the Fallen? I think it was Fight for the Fallen last year because it was outdoors. I, it immediately ups his game when you're watching the show and you're like, this dude's a superstar. Yeah, and absolutely. That goes, and that's why, like, when TNA got rid of the pyro, I'm like, this is a big mistake. And what big I mean mistake. by cool, by the way, in terms of, like, that Orange Cassidy vibe, Orange Cassidy now, Orange Cassidy's practically in the main event picture. Orange Cassidy versus Jericho. <laughs> I know, right? So what I mean by that is, like, you've got to have, like, there's, mainstream cool and then there's that next big thing no i know what you mean yeah yeah the ed- you don't want to say edgy but what- i won't say hip because then i sound old yeah. but i know what you mean yeah 
like the Red Hot Chili Peppers were a cool band, and then like your mom was listening to Under the Bridge. When Under the Bridge, dude, that was yeah. when they jumped the shark for that category. Yes, and that's what I'm saying. Like Orange Cassidy is no longer like the secret of like the smart marks. Yes, I that's agree. what I'm saying with this. Like they could be the next big thing. Um, so we'll see. Uh, but yeah, with Lance Archer, I mean that just we'll, we'll see where this goes. Uh, FTR versus SCU. This was unexpected tonight. Uh, this is a match that I think even a couple months ago, people would have thought would have been a lot more hyped uh, than this ended yeah. up being. It's a great match, but guys, get your bang for your buck. You should have been advertising the piss out of this. Well, this wasn't supposed to be against SCU. It was supposed to be against QT Marshall. And um... Okay, did they? I don't know. I wasn't online during the daytime. Did they go bananas on Twitter advertising it? They they know they know that they changed it. It was it was more the reason of why it got changed. But they did know that they changed it the day of. I guarantee you, FTR was pretty stoked to get this match because they're like a legitimate real tag team, and they really want to wrestle against the best tag teams out there. And say what you want, SEU is one of them. Yeah. In fact, SEU SEU's spot right now in AEW actually re- reminds me of how far the revival fell in uh, in WWE. Former champs. But the problem, but the problem with that is, no disrespect. I love Frankie and Chris; they're my friends. Um, so two of the three I know really well. Yeah, I'm saying the names. I'm saying because I don't. I hate saying bad things about my friends when I don't want to. I don't feel like I have to. But I got to be honest with the fans. Uh, the thing with them though is they're past their prime, somewhat. Not act not athletically, but like that window of can you buy either one of them in a singles main event for the world championship Yeah, is what I mean by that. Because I used to think Frankie, they missed the boat on him multiple times at TNA. That dude should have gone from the X division and they should have built him up properly into a legit bona fide singles act. Dude, I, I was in the arena when Frankie would come out, man. People loved him. He did cool. He had a cool move set. Every uh, and everybody's like wife and girlfriend, and they'll go bananas for Frank. That he's like the most handsome guy in the roster, like all the time. Yeah. He had that factor about him. He had that superstar factor, the look the, and the work. But now they're like, I don't know. They just you know a little bit older. I, I don't know. Yeah, it's interesting. Uh, so after FTR cut a promo, and uh, Butcher and Blade were there, we oh. saw. Um, so they set it up for Fighter Fest, FTR, and the Young Bucks versus the Butcher, the Blade, Pentagon Jr., and Phoenix. And then uh, Pentagon and Phoenix dropped FTR in the ring. The Young Bucks came out and chased That's them off. Cool. I wonder if we're going to see FTR and the Young Bucks like split up at Fighter Fest to set up a match at All Out. Okay. First of all, Butcher yeah. and Blade do not need to be in this. They are ruining what could be the coolest, best, most exciting Triple threat tag team match of all time. And I'm just going to throw that out there. It would be. It would be. Lucha Brothers finally are back, which is great. Mm-hmm. I think they're severely underrated. Um, Either of those three teams, in my opinion, have the right to claim they're the best tag team in the world. And be honest about it. Yeah, the this I mean this is cool. Like it's it, it's cool to see the Lucha Brothers back and 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 Glenn, I agree with you. I think that they are going to set up for September for 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 Bucks versus FTR. The problem I had if you watch this, this was uh, this was sloppy executed. So they're going in between FTR and and Butcher and Blade, 
And I, I don't know, I don't know why they shot it this way, or if they intended to, or if, or if Lucha Brothers right. came in early. But they're shooting. The Lucha Brothers are standing there behind them for 20 seconds as they're trying to build up. And and, and the verbiage, the way Blade is talking, is he's trying to say like it's going to be you and Young Bucks versus an eight-man tag versus us. And you'd think it would be like and these guys, and then boom, then you'd see him music hits or something. But they, they, but but Pentagon and Phoenix are just standing there, uh, just looking stupid. Which those two guys should never be made to look stupid because that's not. I mean that's way out of their realm of their gimmick but they're just standing there like oh they don't see us i don't know it was th- that that bothered me but yes the match will be fun which uh, one of the two you think made that noise by the way you think it was pentagon or you think it was <laughs> uh, my source my, my source and my scoop tells me it was pentagon Scoops well played, well played. <laughs> now kazarian x is an interesting point with his five dollar super chat saying i think that joey and sunny could be this generation's gold dust and booker t I think they Ooh. could be bigger because they're not treating Sonny the same way WWE no, but he treated Goldust. But he means the opposites. Yeah. Tracked and they're super powerful sure. because they're opposites. I get it. I, I tell you, I think it could be even bigger. I think Sonny is the right character at the right time. And if they, uh, yeah, if they really get behind yeah. us, with I, Sonny and Joey, you, it could be huge. You said that perfectly, actually. Yes, you're right. Um. So... Brian Cage, oh, we had uh, this Moxley promo, said he had no problem with Brian Cage until the parking lot attack that sent Moxley through the windshield. Uh, Taz called Moxley damaged goods. So Moxley was supposed to have this match tonight and said it was Brian Cage versus Joe Cruz. Pretty simple squash. Taz got on the mic after asking where Moxley was at. Uh, Moxley's sitting his ass at home because he's afraid. Um, And said Cage came to work. Moxley said, like, this is actually kind of charged considering the reality of the situation, but I mean, definitely builds heat, I think for the match. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know what to say to this. Um, yeah. It was a choice. Sammy, isn't this guy, he wrestled in the squash match, like Sammy Guevara's uh, friend. That's always in his blog. I forget his name. Joe Cruz. Said it. Yeah. Isn't that his guy, his friend that's know. using it? You guys don't want, I used to watch his. The only blog. Sammy vlog I've watched is actually his, his most recent one is apology to Sasha. Yeah. Um, so they announced the cards for Fighter Fest Night One and Night Two. Night One's gonna be MJF and Wardlow versus Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. Private party Ooh. with Matt Hardy. That's the the, the private party with Matt Hardy, it rhymes. So we know it's gonna be great. Versus Santana and Ortiz, Hikaru Shida versus Penelope whoa, Ford. Whoa, 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 the, whoa, oh, yeah. whoa, whoa, whoa. It's yeah. three on two. That's a good question. Maybe no. just like there. Oh, maybe Matt Hardy is gonna be their hype man. No, seriously, it doesn't say that who the third person with the uh, private party I, with Matt Hardy. My, my my guess would be it's Sammy, but they made a point not to talk about Sammy the Night since he's technically they didn't mention a show him because he is suspended at the moment. But my guess would be it'd be Sammy. I think you're right. Because tonight originally tonight was supposed to be Matt Hardy versus Sammy, and then they swapped it out and put No, 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 that makes sense. Okay, they'll get somebody in there, I'm sure. Uh, I think it will be I think it will be Sammy. They just weren't going to talk about him tonight and say him in, in the promotion. But I think come okay. fighter Sammy will be back. Um, so Anthony, why buck 99, Justin, the scoop Labar, the man with the scoop, Anthony, why you really paid <laughs> to get that on here? Thank you, Anthony. That's two scoops. Justin, you need to order an ice cream scooper to keep in the office. You can just click the little, the little button on no. the end of it all the time. It's whenever scoop, you got a scoop. And by the way, it's scoops McGee. <laughs> scoops McGee. You realize if I got ice, you realize how annoyed Matt would get if I got a cream scoop. <laughs> That would be so much fun of the pot. The, the, just the visual that would up our YouTube numbers even more. People would have to see how annoyed he gets every time I would click an ice cream scoop. I would be annoyed because it wouldn't be funny. 
It would be kind of funny. <laughs> it would be like one of your Vince fails. That's what it would be like. I don't have any Vince fails. You have had Vince fails. Not many. Very few. It would no, be like, like two. the Simpsons and the rake gag when like the first time he steps on the rake and it hits him in the face, it's funny. Like the, <laughs> the fourth time you're like, okay, this is just old. But then like the 20th time you're like, okay, this is hilarious again. You know, it just yeah. keeps going and going and going. That's the key. Uh, Zach Eisendrath, who I apologize I didn't get back to you on Instagram, saying, we sorry we couldn't make his friend Nick's bachelor party in Wisconsin uh, on Friday. Would I consider DJing the wedding or officiating it? Uh, Zach, I can send you a playlist. It'll be just like I'm there. Okay, so Zach and his wife, I've uh, I've chatted with about this. Yeah. They, they pop huge for this, the fact that we talk about this at all. So kudos to Zach and the missus. We yeah, appreciate you guys absolutely. watching the show and you guys seem uh, uh, cool and very, very funny, by the way. They pop huge for this, whenever we mention them, or, or better yet, uh, uh, his friend's uh, wedding, his bachelor party, I should say. Zach, we'll have uh, Glenn will make you uh, some vegan chili dogs and he will send it to the reception <laughs> <laughs> with a personal note from all of us. Uh, and uh, just, just as a shout out, uh, Zach, tell, tell uh, your buddy Nick, go to bluechew.com, use that code. I uh, W I N C, you know, just as his best man, you gotta, you you, you took the opportunity for Zach and his messes and Nick, (laughs) more importantly, huge wedding coming up or did already happen um, to plug your blue chew. I'm saying as a, as a best man, you know, you got to look out. And Zach, like, make, make sure your oh, best, best make sure responsibilities. And Zach, make sure your best man is trimmed and neatly groomed. Make sure you use. No, Nick. Nick is the best man. Uh, no, Nick, I'm sorry. Zach, Zach is the best man. Yeah, so yeah. make sure so make sure that, that your buddy for his wedding night, Nick, yeah. is is well taken care of. Uh, Manscape is the answer. Promo, Promo code, code INC. INC. There we okay, go. Okay, before this really gets off the rails, um, but seriously, uh, congratulations here. I I believe there uh, Zach is asking me for Nick. a video. Yes, let me just say, and you can. I this. told them I would do it. I that? will do it as well, but I'm going to give a little bonus here and say congratulations to Nick and your lovely uh, fiance. Oh. Wish you a lot, a lot of happiness. You're getting married at a very tough time, but you have each other. And what better way to sort of signify your bond to each other than uh, choosing to take this leap during such complicated and uncertain times? P.S. My video will be way cooler than that. Just, just throwing <laughs> that out there. Much cooler, way funnier. It'll pop the entire wedding. Just throwing that out there. You try to you try to one up me just now, Glenn Rubenstein. <laughs> I'm not a one upper, I swear. You are a one. You just one up me. Actually, you know what's weird though, Matt? I mean, like Justin. I mean, not 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 to like complicit Justin here, uh, throw some shade. <laughs> uh, but I was gonna say, <laughs> well, like, think, think about what you're about to say before you say this. Great word. That's a great word. <laughs> I'm just thinking that it's like for Matt and I. I mean, this isn't like egotistical, but I think Matt, you know, normally when you're in the room with people not in the biz. Yeah. You know, you're like, I got the stories. I got the surprising things people are going <laughs> to find out about me. Like, right. I, I don't want to toot my own horn, but I'm kind of a big deal. But I'm not going to play it up. But if it comes out, I'll feign embarrassment and be like, oh, yeah, that was a time. But, you know, you know, you got stuff in reserves that you can work a room and entertain people. Uh, you know, one time I tripped and fell and put big shows, 555 pounds through an ounce today. Like, oh, that? Oh, that, I don't want to that. <laughs> no, but I'm saying you've got that and I've got that. And Justin, you have that as well. So I guess in, in a way, maybe for all three of us, it's sort of like a little weird doing this podcast sometimes because there is that sort of like, oh, wait, I can beat. It's like Jaws. We're like comparing scars here. Like I can beat your story. I can beat your story. I can beat your story. We've all lived full and uh, enriching Eventful. lives. 
Yes. yes. Eventful. Uh, Anthony Y. Buck 99, two scoops or three, Matt. Anthony! Anthony! Come on! <laughs> Anthony, do not continue to add to this madness. This is a this is not a funny joke. This is not a funny skit. Raj, this is my dollar ninety-nine. I want to see it in my pay for the month Wait, of June. You know what just registered in my head right now? The huh. bit is I don't think it's funny. I just realized why you guys think it's funny now. It's because <laughs> it annoys me. Okay, I got it. Terrible tray, eighty-nine, buck ninety-nine. Is it too early to take the title off Mox? I know. I, I know what he's saying. Because, be honest, you guys, Mox has lost a ton of steam. I don't mean that, like, in a way, like, okay, I think he sucks or I, I don't think he's good or whatever the word is. But, guys, he's lost a ton of steam. Yes, we're, he's a big fan participation type of wrestler, right? The crowd goes bananas when he comes out through them, and he doesn't have that anymore. But still, I still I still think it was a mistake to take that title off of Jericho. Yeah. Well, you know, and, and it, it, I don't know if I can see them taking it off Mox, but like if, if he beats Brian Cage, Brian Cage, first big match, loses. Lance Archer, first big match. Well, I mean, you know, ultimately loses. Terrible. Couldn't be Cody. Um, you know, I mean, Wardlow, we, we said they, they've kind of. Wardlow looked really good losing to Cody in the cage. So I can't really lump him in there. But yeah, I mean, if, 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 if Mox is going to win, they better find a good finish. So. Can I answer a question? Because we have a fan that asked me this on Twitter. And it was a good question. I want to clarify it for the f- other fans that may have thought the same thing. We talk about how it's not good to, to lose certain matches. And somebody wrote on Twitter, well, Matt, well, what, what, what about when that person's a champion? That's the best of the best. So if you're going to lose to somebody, shouldn't it be a champion? My argument was yes, unless you're a big guy or a big woman and it's the women's division, right? And you're like a monster heel or something like that and you're new. No, it's not good no matter who you lose to. You should be being built and built and built and built and built. And you got to stay the hell away. Keep them away from the championship until that monster is ready. So, for example, um, uh, Murder Hawk. Lance Archer. Lance Archer. I was going to say Hoyt. Lance Archer. uh, Luchasaurus to some degree, I would say. Brody Lee. Brody Lee. And I'm leaving out your your guy. You, You just said it. Wardlow. Wardlow. Thank you. All right. And next is going to be Brian Cage. Those are five monsters for T, for a, for AEW <laughs> that they, that they have screwed the pooch on, uh, in my opinion, on their development. You keep them away from championship matches unless you're going to win. You just do that. So there is more credibility when it comes time. So unlike Brian Cage, which nobody thinks is going to beat Cody this week, uh, this next match. I just I don't think they do. They shouldn't. Yeah, I don't think it doesn't help. That's why winning, losing against a title holder is not always good. Sorry. Kazarian next two dollars saying Mox has had too many strings of not being there. I mean, I agree yes. with that. I think Jericho, champ or not, Jericho has been the MVP. Oh God, of AEW yes. uh, for quite some time. Anthony Y Buck ninety nine awesome. wants to know. Okay, how about chocolate or vanilla? Like just. Uh, Anthony, why? See, why? Did, see, I no, 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 sell. Keep on. Next, uh, Dave D wants to know when did you and I go shirt shopping together? Like, Yesterday. Somebody, Jackson Callens, I'm not open to that, uh, outing you here, Jackson. After we talked about it on the podcast a few weeks ago, Jackson was like, "You alluded to Cole's cash and like the way to like get the most out of your Cole shopping experience. Can you break that down for me?" I thought everybody knew about what? the Coles cash. I don't know. 
when you shop at Kohl's, they give you back a certain amount of your money in Kohl's cash that you have to wait a couple days to get you to come back in the store, but you can stack that Kohl's cash, which is usually like 20 or 25% of what you spend, but you could stack that with coupons, wow. with sales. So I can't figure out like, am I getting ripped off or am I like working the system and getting an amazing deal? Time out. They give you back about 25% of what you just purchased. Yeah. yeah. In Kohl's cash. Yeah. My, I need to be going to Kohl's. Pr prior to the prior to the pandemic, I would say easily at least once a month, my wife would go to me, "Hey, do you need any like dress shirts? Do you need anything? I got twenty five bucks in Kohl's cash that's going to go to waste tomorrow if we don't use it." You know, like Morgan, Morgan's are missing out on this. Yeah, Kohl's can't figure our it out. Big one, our big one here is TJ Maxx. Yes, and I saw you got a uh, Publix in Longwood. Yeah, dude, thanks, I love. Thanks Publix. to the mayor. No, thanks to our residents telling their mayor is what they want. Yeah, that's awesome. Um, so uh, David called Buck ninety nine. Keep it up, chat room. Two scoops so far. I hate you all. Stop <laughs> it. Ross is just in there like this is the most brilliant thing. I don't even have to show up on the podcast. Matt gets angry, and they just keep <laughs> giving you more money. I, here's the best part though: is Raj. I don't think had any clue about this. He is so no way. He's so disconnected. It wasn't until like we're like Raj. You're making a lot of money in this Goonie business. And like, like, remember, he's like, no, I really wanted to see it, but I didn't get a chance. I'm like, oh, he's just acting. He really wasn't acting. He wasn't trying to encourage more chat room dollars. Raj Geary that. has made more money off Goonies in the last year than Corey Feldman has in residuals. <laughs> oh, that was good. That was good. Uh, all, okay. Raj, all Raj knows is that his country club dues are being paid by Super <laughs> Chats. Oh, my God. Shots fired. <laughs> <laughs> uh anthony why i've never played skippo uh we were talking about uno and skippo the other night all right uno's yeah, uno's, glenn, uno's uno's yeah. better yeah glenn, it is better glenn yes do you really quick a little, little side note i'll put yeah, this yeah. fans off with this does raj wear a kango ever has he ever wore a kango <sighs> at the country club but with like shades with shades. <sighs> okay like and with kango like there's two different kinds, right? There's Samuel L. Jackson Kangol and there's LL Cool J Kangol. Like when I used to think of the Kangol, I used to think of LL Cool J and then Sam, Sam Jackson like changed the game in the late nineties with, I know they wore it backwards and like yeah. back on his head. Yeah. They're like right? triangle cap. Oh, I'm way off. Okay. Yes. Yeah. Um, um, another hmm. old question. It was yeah. Raj an old man and he wears croakies, croakies around his sunglasses to keep them around his neck. When he's not yeah. wearing them with his collared shirt. Who perhaps I, I, I think Raj is much more up to date on fashion than we I, I bet you Raj is the type who's wearing dress pants with dress shoe loafers with no socks. Like I can see oh, like him doing mean. the no the no sock but dress shoe game. If I ever saw that, I would spear him in the lake. <laughs> um breaking news three minutes ago, Renee Young. Uh, it's confirmed she has COVID. She says, uh, man, what a few days tweeting. My damn. show gets canceled and I get COVID. Wear your mask oh, and wash your damn. hands. Stay safe, everyone, with a heart emoji. The good news here, guys, I got to spin this back because that's terrible. Everyone loves her and they should love her. She's absolutely legit. She's the real deal. And uh, she's a huge star, though. She'll, she, you know what I mean? Even though that show was canceled, which I disagree with. I love backstage. I watched every one of them. Um, it was on late. I loved it. Yeah. But she's such a sorry. She is such a great talent, you guys. God, this lighting's terrible. She's such a, a, a great talent. She's gonna get something, in my opinion. If WWE isn't be careful, 
much better because she, dude, she's, in my opinion, sports center worthy easily. And yeah, she's easily. funny. She in that, um, in the Netflix movie, uh, what is it called? The main event. Uh, she was the funniest part of that. Like yeah. she's great. She could have just such a much bigger career outside of WWE. She's so comfortable. She does the most hardest thing there is to do on camera when you're just throwing things out there and letting it fly and freestyle. She's able to be comfortable in those predicaments. That is so hard to do. And people generally gravitate to her. Like, you want to love her. Um, I remember back when she was at, when we'd wrestle in Canada, she would be on TSN, as I recall. And I thought she was crazy talented. And I remember thinking, she's going to be on ESPN. I remember thinking that. And then when WWE got, I was like, oh my God, score for WWE. Yeah. Yeah. When she started in Canada, she was on the TSN. She, she actually did a wrestling talk show with Jimmy Corderas. Uh, oh. I think I think Arda Ocal as well. And she was. That's really good. what it was. Ocal. Yeah. I remember Arda. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. No, I mean, she's absolutely fantastic. I mean, we wish Renee Young a uh, yeah, speedy really. recovery. Damn. So I wonder if she had to do that. She felt maybe the need to say that because. You know, with uh, uh, Mox having Mox to call out, maybe I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Um, and she was, as John Nelson's pointing out, she was recently at WWE for Riddle's debut. What's that mean? Uh, Matt Riddle's debut at she SmackDown. Was. Renee was there, and in that segment, I mean, then wasn't that just last Friday? Yeah, I mean, it feels like a lifetime ago. Well, well they filmed though. it prior to friday gotcha well, gotcha gotcha what they're saying is because if she, who knows how long she's had it for how many days and how many people she was in contact oh, with. all right slowing the uptake here folks gotcha um so stay tuned to wrestling inc for all the latest news on that front uh we were talking about the fighter fest card we can go over more of that later but it's you know we're obviously going to cover both nights it's going to be on july 1st and july 8th uh brit baker was hanging out in her car with reba talking to her big swole rolled up or in her cart uh big swole rolled up to the cart talk some trash Baker said there's nothing Swole can do this time. Enjoyed a drink. Swole said, okay, headed off. Walked up to a high part of the stage, grabbed some trash, and dumped it on Britt Baker. <sighs> Big Swole's kind of getting over. She's getting over with me. The yeah. only time I didn't like Big Swole is when I thought they made her. I didn't like her in the fans one, uh, in the fan section one night. And she was kind of like kind of getting into it with one of the talents. I forget what the match was. I was like, she's way too big a star to be putting in one of these little crummy Behind the, you know, uh, what do you call it? The guardrail, booing and cheering talent. I don't know. I, I didn't like, I don't like when they do that and they focus in on that. It makes them look like less of a star. And she, I think, screams star. Yeah. You're not paying attention. No one's paying attention. To I'm sorry. I'm listening room. to you. I am Justin's, all the time listening to you. Justin's doing whatever over there, and, and and my money is on Glenn watching other websites as I was talking. I was looking, so I want to uh, just quickly address this. Adrian Rees gave a ten dollar super chat. Uh, Adrian was statement game saying we should check your Twitter accounts. They tweeted us about challenge that will benefit Matt Morgan. They're uh, talking, uh, I guess, about uh, raising some money. Uh, statement like I need to read all of this. We need to read it all as far as uh, donation contribution rules. Just know we got your super chat, and I'll follow up after the show about this. It's a fantasy sports gaming site. I just oh. want to acknowledge it. But we, yeah, I, 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 so I was trying to read it. And it was like there's no way I can read all of this while we're right. going on here. Um, Justin Lopez, five dollars, saying uh, Renee presented the Intercontinental Title to AJ, and that SmackDown was filmed last Monday, so it has been about ten days. Then Justin Lopez is all over it, dude. He's on my Twitter dude, too. What's up, Justin? Dude, our chat room is the best. Like you guys are just so on top of this. 
guys have your own show. Get us canned. <laughs> I gotta get better lay right back. Seriously. Um. So, uh, poor Renee. Right. Yeah, I mean, she's the ultimate baby face. She is. She's so likable. She's not doing her other podcast anymore. It doesn't look like. Uh, she had a podcast called Regular Girls with a friend of hers that was absolutely like just so entertaining to hear her talk about lots of different topics. Um, in fact, Moxley was on a few episodes of that, and it was uh -huh. really. Or sometimes she would like stumble into the room while she was recording, and she would tell some very funny Moxley stories on it. I'm bummed she's not doing that podcast anymore. Um, we had uh, Broken Matt Hardy versus Santana with Ortiz tonight. Pretty straightforward match with Hardy getting the win. But afterwards, Ortiz smacked Hardy with a loaded sock. And then uh, Santana Ortiz hit the street sweeper on Hardy. Private Party ran out to the uh, ring, got the other guys out of the ring. And then we closed with Orange Cassidy and Chris Jericho. Um, this promo, this face-off here with Jericho, uh, Orange Cassidy make sure he runs out of juice. And uh, then them getting into this brawl, it ending with Orange Cassidy bloodied uh, and standing tall as we went off the air. I mean, this just goes to show how quickly from like fan favorite, well, from novelty wrestler to, oh, that gimmick has a short shelf life to surprising fan favorite, breakout TV star. And now he's in the closing segment for one of the most anticipated matches at Fighter Fest. Yeah, and... It and they confirmed that it's going to be on the second night of Fighter Fest, which uh, on July eighth. Which again, I, I that, that to me means I think that's going to be the one of the big bangs of the show. Uh, that I think again, I think it segues the Tyson uh, Jericho thing. Um, this was entertaining. I'll say that very entertaining. But here's my only thing: I'm not sure. Maybe and maybe I'm overthinking this. I, was it the right move to give us this much of these two brawling and getting bloody, and basically for Orange Cassidy again to to drop his his lazy millennial thing and he like got into it like should that have happened tonight or should they have saved that for the match I, I, normally i'd say yes but because they're giving it to us all the time i feel yeah. you know what i mean we see it a lot so my um, question is why do i care about the match now because that's what you that that to me that's the hook of the it, match because i think the next step for it is that's great it's cute that he can go and he's really athletic can he win Against Chris Jericho, because my, I mean, it's Jericho though. After all, he may, he puts young talent over with no problem. So I, again, right? I think, I think he with the help of over? I think with the help of Tyson, Orange Cassidy is going to go down in the in the record books with the win at Fighter Fest. Jericho's the like, he, he's the best because he thinks that way. Do you know what I mean? I shoot, I wish we had more of him when I was wrestling. I had the opposite when I was wrestling with old older talent. Yeah. Uh, Anthony, why? Wondering if the Renee situation is going to affect Mox having his match. I mean, it very well could, it but could. Uh, if not, if it's on night two, I mean, it's actually so, exactly 14 days. I was just going to say, and he has to test positive. I mean, uh, not positive. Yeah. He has to test negative, rather. Still. Yeah, he's got to quarantine for two. If he goes in quarantine, which, dude, I mean, he's going to have it. But how much would that, Matt? Could you imagine? I think you're such a family oriented guy. I think you'd walk away from the business. If your wife tested positive and you right. found out about that and it was like, I have a match coming up in two weeks. No. So I either need to quarantine right now for 14 days dude, to have I the match no. or be with I you. Said, dude, I, I took a t butt ton, a buttload, but times they make sense. A buttload of heat from WWE Vince McMahon simply to go ask my wife's dad for yeah. his permission and marry his daughter. 
just to give me permission in Hawaii. Um, hell yeah, I'd walk away. Yeah. And uh, it's being said they're being taped the same night. So, yeah, unless they're uh, – I don't know. We'll see. We'll oh, see that's right. That's right. July 8th is being filmed supposedly next Wednesday. It's July 1, so they have to do everything next Wednesday. That's he right. Be, there's no way he can be there. Yeah. Unless he unless he immediately does try to quarantine for but even he, still. Supposing he's tested uh, uh, negative this whole time, and now, obviously, she has it. He's going to have it. Yeah. Right? I could I, see I, them – I could see them taping this match special if they say, even if they wait 10 days, I could see them taping this match separately. Like, I don't know. I don't know how you deal. Like, we're in Uncharted. Oh, you mean insert it on the 8th? Like, film it like on the 7th and then insert it on the 8th? I mean, right? Because if he tests negative today, I mean, I don't know. Like, I mean, this is just all speculation, but this is Uncharted territory. And I hope, I I mean, seeing the way AEW's handed this, handled this stuff thus far they've been much more proactive than wwe has i think that if anyone could figure out a way to do this safely it'll be them but who knows the reality just might not work for that uh terrible trey 89 with a 499 super chat saying orange cassidy is cool and the best friends aren't around yes yeah yeah they kill him they bring him down um this was a good ending to the show tonight i mean jericho and orange cassidy it's uh I'm looking forward to that more than anything at Fighter Fest, just because I know they're gonna. I think this match is gonna be a really, really uh, entertaining surprise. Um, on to NXT tonight. <sighs> There's the sigh because we opened with Cameron Grimes versus Damian Priest, and Cameron Grimes getting a win. Hate this. They Priest is so talented. And they keep having him lose to, like i mean I, I i mean i get helping put over town but like at some point you got to put over priest you need to like get behind him and give him some like rightful momentum i don't like him losing here i agree um so with rhea ripley my initial reaction to all this stuff with robert stone was like you here's a champion she was in the title picture you know how far has she fallen she's doing this kind of comedic stuff and getting into it with these vignettes with robert stone and then i at a light bulb moment where I said, no, this is actually great that we've now got a former, every former champion in NXT, every former women's champ has either gone immediately to SmackDown or raw or a rematch chasing the title after they lose the NXT women's championship. So here tonight, we didn't have Io Shirai at all. Um, we had some championship build uh, in a later match, but I like that with Rhea, they're giving her so much airtime and the story with Robert Stone. Yes, it's comedic, but I think that Rhea versus uh, Aaliyah could actually be something. Well, and then what? The, and then what we find out is going to happen next week. We'll get to later. I mean, I, I think this is this is kind of peeling some layers in Aaliyah. She's more than just the the badass, yeah. different, different looking chick. I like this actually. Uh, her, I could watch her beat up Robert Stone all day. Like, Me too. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> like that was really funny. Was um, and I'm glad Aaliyah's getting uh, some yeah, opportunity she's here, getting a good run out of all this. Yeah. Um. So we had Santos Escobar versus Jake Atlas. Uh, Jake Atlas with a great showing, losing to Santos Escobar ultimately. But um, with this, so they were referring to the faction as Phantasma. Did I hear that right? And how he's still Santos Escobar, but they're keeping the Phantasma name, but for the faction. That's what it sounded. Yeah, that's, that's what it sounds. Yeah, it sounded like they're using the Phantasmas. Like that's like their, that's like their cartel name. <laughs> that's, that's like their organization. 
That's a terrible name. Look out. It's Phantasma. I've got tickets to see Phantasma at Hollywood Studios tonight. I'm going to eat at Hollywood and Vine. We're going to go to what Phantasma. Does that, what does that sound like to you? Phantasmic. Hey, Phantasma tonight. Phantasmic. <laughs> you, yeah. Come on. You live right near Disney World. You know Phantasmic? Everybody knows Phantasmic. The Nighttime <laughs> Spectacular at Disney's Hollywood Studios. Yes. Um, or, or Phantasm. The movie, the horror movie with the ball, and the ball had the claws that would like chase the people. Uh-huh. You know that it was like the silver ball, it was like a pinball that had like metal teeth coming out of it. They made like four Phantasm movies. Like uh-huh. the tall man was the bad guy. He was like the mortician. I like I not. It's not my favorite horror film, but it's like it's a B level horror movie. I mean, you got Freddy, Jason, Michael uh-huh. Myers. Leatherface, and then it's like the sub-level beneath that of horror films from the 80s. Sadly enough, I bet you put Scream somewhere in that top level, too. Well, for the 90s, though, but the what's 90s horror with, movies What's are wrong totally with Scream? Different. It does not deserve to be in the same category with those aforementioned Hall yeah. of Fame horror characters. Yeah, what I about don't Texas like... Chainsaw Massacre? <sighs> yes. Okay. Yes. I, know what you did. I know what you did last summer. Nope. Next no, level no, down. No, no. That's actually no. below Scream. You're right. That is below Scream. Texas Chainsaw Massacre, that first movie, like, effed me up as a kid. Yes, yes, yes. I love the one they did in the early 2000s with Jessica Biel. Really? uh, um, Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Why are you holding a microphone? Are you going to start singing Love Boat songs? I've been holding a microphone for an hour. You just now noticed? This is the first time I've stared at you all night. Oh, my God. No, it's because Why are you wearing that? Because the mics. Normally, it's on a mic stand, but the stand, uh, a piece of metal broke, and I haven't fixed it, so I'm holding uh, it. I can't, I can't hold mine. I was going to be comedic here, but I can't get that in the shot. Um, it just it looks funny, Justin. It does. Like well, gonna, I, don't, I don't have an – I couldn't get the damn stand. Like, actually, here's a true story. The stand broke literally 30 seconds before I started my busted open segment. Talk about having, like, the worst luck. We're getting ready to go on air, and my stand – like, the oh, thing's falling crap. over. And I was like, holy yeah. – so, like, oh, I was man. scrambling – you know, there's a little. Just you holding stuff. that, you look like you're just gonna start busting out like airplane yes. food. What's up with that? You know? <laughs> yes. <laughs> I mean, I could just put it down and not talk anymore. Oh, I just flew in, and boy, am I on site. <laughs> <laughs> Tip your servers, please. Take um, my wife. No, please take her. Um. So if you love comedy, you love this segment tonight. With the Undisputed Era, still haunted by Dexter Loomis, Roderick Strong, uh, in therapy. And I have to say, I uh, turned a corner tonight on Kyle O'Reilly, but for all the wrong reasons. Like, his comedy chops were good, but these are supposed to be like the indie darling guys that get over on their ring work. Okay. I will remind you, I I think the same way you're thinking. And then, of all people, my wife picked up on something. She goes... You say the same thing about Daniel Bryan, Matt, and look what he turned the yes and no stuff with Team Hell No. Like, yeah. he, you, you, you were laughing at his stuff all the time, Matt. Don't say you weren't. You were. <laughs> He's right. I did. Um, so maybe, who knows? Because this is the layer that these talents need. We keep saying they need to stand out, have more sure. layers to them. I give them credit for trying these new this new stuff because they've got to start differentiating themselves. They do. And I think O'Reilly has a shot at it now. I do. I think this is the future for Undisputed Era um, if Adam Cole goes to Raw or SmackDown. Yeah. Um, I think that putting these guys, giving they're going to need more character. I think oh, yeah. 
this sketch was beneath Adam Cole and he did look kind of bored to be yes. there. But I thought Kyle O'Reilly especially um, stood out with this. I thought Roderick Strong was great. Like, I think there's potential in this, but this is going to be a much different Undisputed Era if Adam yes. Cole moves on. But what you said is true, though. It stuck out to me for that exact first reason. Yeah. Why is Adam Cole, Adam Cole going to be doing this crap? But without Adam Cole in it, I think we'd focus a little bit more on the other part of it, which was uh, Cassie Raleigh doing more. You know what I mean? Yeah. After that, we saw how Imperium retained the yes. tag titles over Brazongo last week. Um, we saw Malcolm Bivens backstage with Inda Shear and Bivens cutting a promo uh, saying that Inda Shear would have also put Lorcan and Birch in an ambulance last week if he didn't hold them back. That was a good and, promo. Yeah, I thought it was good. Um, we'll see how that goes. And then this for me was a huge, pleasant surprise. Uh, I admit that uh, all my attention off AEW for Casey Cananzaro and Caden Carter teaming up against Dakota Kai and Raquel Gonzalez. This was a Baby very face. fresh women's tag, tag match. Two. Okay, so they're maybe not my top five, but they're in the, my future, I think, top five. I love this babyface tag team. Yeah. If you can mostly invest in wanting to see them win, something's wrong with you. If if you, they keep them together and they upgrade their gear. Um, yes. Yes. This, this, I mean, look. They are the definition of a proverbial babyface. They really are. And they both have great looks. They're both really good in the ring. Um, I thought this was really, really good tonight. Justin, what did you think of this? Raquel Gonzalez. You know, I like that. You know, she's doing like the, you know, even down to the name. She's big mama cool. She's yeah. Uh, you know, she's not. She's not. She's big. She works as a. I'm just gonna say big man. Uh, nobody give me. No, nobody in the chat room give me the he, she, whatever. She works like a big man. She works like Monster Hill. Monster yeah, Hill. She's not built. She's not built like a Nia Jax. You know, she's right. probably five seven, but she's still more she muscular. Works big. Yeah, and I like it. I like. I like the big boots. I like the big one handed power bombs. Um, these are all compliments. Yeah. Yes. But I feel like I gotta be so careful when I talk because somebody's gonna just take something. <laughs> no, no, that's a great compliment. I'm telling you right now because it's true. She slowed her stuff down. Everything she's doing is much bigger, more powerful, more devastating. Yeah. It's awesome. Because there's when not you're, when you're taller. That's what you got to do. Vince once told me tall plays equals big on TV. He once told me. Right. And, and in, the, in, the, in the women's division, even in the women's division, if you bring in Raw and SmackDown, like Charlotte Flair is taller yep. than Raquel yes. Gonzalez, but Charlotte Flair doesn't work like a big no. performer. She's no. doing moonsaults and everything else. Right. Raquel Gonzalez is, is standing out. The only other person who really works like a big performer is Nia Jack. Nia. You know? So. so what do you mean by that? No. No. Think you're right. Pretty much it. Well, Okay, so uh, after this, Dakota Kai challenged, or a warning, issued a warning to NXT Women's Champion Io Shirai, and uh, Gonzalez raised Kai's arm, said this is our next NXT Women's Champion, so I like that we're going to yeah. get Dakota Kai versus Io Shirai. That's a good build. It's a great uh, variety, too, right? It's a very believable uh, main event, um, and it's featuring two of these talents that I would argue would be on the top, I'm sorry, the bottom half of my top four normally. Hmm. And they're kind of switching back in. I don't know. But this is a two. good way how they can have a feud that feels really legit and has stakes because of the title. Rhea Ripley can do this stuff with Robert Stone and Aaliyah. No. 
Right. You know, we could have more action in the women's tag team. I hope next week we get to see Caden and Casey versus uh, uh, Shotzi and me uh, and Hurt uh, uh, Tegan. Um, Mia, uh, no, not Mia. Tegan me. uh, yeah, uh, Tegan and um, Shotzi. Like, I think that there's so many different directions they can go with the women right now. That what was the really first girl you said before that? The one that's doing Robert Stone? Why am I? Uh, Rhea Ripley. So her and Tegan Knox, yeah. they're in my top four. Yeah. There's a lot they could do. And Glenn, you mentioned next week, and they announced next week, NXT is the Great American Bash. That's cool. What? Why, uh, why I, is it? I'm sitting here celebrating. Remember, for years on this podcast, sorry, didn't mean to cut you off, Justin. Matt, do you remember Raj would talk about? He would always mock a pay per view name. Great Balls of Fire is like, I don't understand. Why can't they bring back a WCW name like Great American Bash? That was always, and I think he stopped because Raj, you were like, Matt, uh, Matt, you were like, Raj, man, you must have really loved Great American Bash. Like, <laughs> why is that what you always go to every yes. time? Yeah, I remember that. Yeah. But here's what's baffling. Like, I had tweeted because I didn't know if everybody saw it because it happened like right in the main event segments of both shows. So I just tweeted for those who, who yeah. were watching AEW. Yeah. And the overwhelming response, I was just checking my Twitter a second ago, the overwhelming response that I saw was people like, Oh, NXT's desperate. Oh, they got to always chase what AEW's doing because AEW's doing Fighter Fest. And my response is first off, if you're head to head with somebody, I would be more concerned if NXT wasn't doing anything to try to counter program what, what AEW's your, doing. What, what, what was your comment to elicit those answers? I said WWE just announced NXT next week will be Great American Bash. And the response of people that was, was response. just, that, yeah, it was just people immediately jumped on, or at least the ones that decided to, to actually tweet a comment. It was just a ton of AEW support and like bashing NXT. And I'm like, I'd be concerned if NXT, what, like, they, they at least on July 8th, they're going to have Adam Cole versus, versus the winner of our main event tonight. So I'm glad that they're doing something right. for next Wednesday. Don't, don't we want that? That's yes. what we thought AEW was going to do. It was going to make AEW get off their, get, make, sorry, WWE get off their asses. Yes. And start to make pluses to the show that they desperately need. Right. So I don't, so, so I'd be, again, I'd be more concerned as a fan if NXT wasn't doing anything. And then it's like, look, uh, to NXT's credit, they just found that we know wrestling fans love nostalgia. They just had great success with the in your house gimmick. And so if WWE and by proxy NXT owns all of these great nostalgic things that they own, whether it's WWE, ECW, or WCW property, Vince, other than an old school role, Vince doesn't really tap into the throwbacks anymore. So if Triple H has it legally at his disposal to use oh, for NXT yeah. and that fan base, why would you not use it? Which is yeah. why we need the NXT roster singing Land of a Thousand Dances. <laughs> I'm glad that was out of the field. <laughs> That I mean, that's like I watch a lot of old music video shows. Like it's Night Flight, uh, Night Tracks from TBS. All the stuff's on Internet Archive. I pop every time the music video for Land of a Thousand Dances. You got to know how to pony. Yeah, it's fantastic. <laughs> every time I pop for that, but I do admit I pop bigger for the Super Bowl Shuffle every time that comes on. Do you pop from Classic Ray Blasted saying, "Yeah, do the alligator." <laughs> the whole thing and the way they're like getting in the camera and pointing and like half of them like clearly can't sing um i'm pretty sure isn't that saxophone players when vince does stand back well i mean like super bowl shuffle su suffers these same problems you know oh, i the love the super bowl shuffle. everyone does i even had a headband and wrote pluto on it even though i wasn't a jim mcmahon fan how about that for dorkdom folks I think uh, Steve's verse in Super Bowl Shuffle is the most underrated of the Super What was it? Uh, I, I just remember he's like, this here, Steve. Like, the way he just says it is just he's so, like, 
but but he sells it like he can't rap at all. I mean, very few <laughs> no, people good. in the Super Bowl Shuffle could. Right. Thank you. You know, they were all equally rotten. Yeah, but yet there's something about that song. I listen to that song probably once every three or four months. I just put it on on my iPod. That thing was enormous. Huge. Huge. And other teams did it. The 49ers put out a single. Oh, so the Patriots. Patriots yeah. and we, or Patriots and me. Yeah. I was like, yeah, oh, this uh, is terrible. I think the LA Rams had one. The LA Rams one, I think, was was like the worst of them all. But uh, it was huge. Sports Great songs marketing. were huge back in the day. They were, man. Justin's too young. He remembers none of this. You're out of, Justin, you're out of mind. You, you've never seen the Super Bowl shuffle? I don't think so. Oh, I mean, they're the Bears. They're the shuffling crew. They're shuffling on down, and they're doing it for doing you. It for you. <laughs> <laughs> and they weren't doing it because they're greedy. They're just doing it to feed the needy. I can. I forgot that part. I can do the electric. <laughs> I can do the electric slide. I don't think that's no. in the Super Bowl shuffle. No. I can't believe that. And by the way, P.S. I think Glenn, you and I are literally the only demographic right now on this podcast that know this. I hope like, not. I hope go, not. You I hope have to go to YouTube. Old. Like, if people have never seen it, if people are too young, go to YouTube and search WWF Land of a Thousand Dances and oh, yeah. search Super Bowl Shuffle and just understand this is what Matt and I grew up on and this was cool. This it was the really epitome was. of cool. It honestly was. I'm not exaggerating that. I remember Vince McMahon and Stan Back. I remember that. There you go. But do you remember it as I think you remember it as a replay? I have a feeling. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I can't say that I was like watching it live, so, you know, okay. but I, but I, I know that reference. Yes. Um, Ten years younger than you guys. I need. I need. I need a handicap here. Uh, uh, Justin Cortinas, <laughs> four ninety nine, asking what happened to Stone Cold's podcast. I didn't know he's been running classic shows. That's interesting. I didn't know that either. Yeah. Huh. Um. So sorry. Okay. Let's. Uh, I'll get to these other super chats. Well, Steve Marcucci, Buck ninety nine. So could Cross be a star on the main roster? I wonder how. Hell yeah. Justin, I know you love that term, main roster, but uh, I wonder how long Cross will be in NXT for. I don't know, but I, don't, I think we might have skipped over that match. But I, but his entrance. Well, tonight, we'll get to that next. Okay. Well, again, his entrance. I, I tweeted this down to to camera angles, production elements of the smoke, the video wall, the music, everything. It is always what WWE and NXT can do better than any pro wrestling company in the world. They can produce entrances and produce TV for for TV better than anybody so we can knock on creative and stuff but man you just that that 90 seconds is like a must see 90 seconds you can't look away from that entrance of he and scarlet that's big like it makes me think i want to see a stadium full of people mania entrance like this for him like when you can start thinking what's his mania entrance gonna look like that's the seeds that's the start of a big star i agree with that uh justin lopez two dollars saying they announced the bash is a two-week event okay that does seem a little did they really <laughs> Oh, what great. does that even? What does that mean? Well, they're doing exactly what Fighter Fest is doing. It's a so two-week event. So they're counter-programming Fighter Fest for both weeks. That's great. Wow. Kevin R. Alexander, five dollars, is saying Raquel Gonzalez is legit six feet tall. She played college basketball before WWE. Okay, I like her even way more right now. I did not know that. That means she's a she legit athlete six feet in though? real life. That's great. She wow. I mean, dead serious. That means she's got good footwork automatically. Um, wow, and she's six feet. Uh, David Call, Buck Nine Ends, wants to know scoops. Were those fans in contact with Orange oh. Cassidy and Jericho? <laughs> Justin, didn't, didn't don't fake like laugh that off. He just, just very scoops. calmly, 
cool and collectively refer to you as scoops. How do you feel, Justin? Go all on. I can say is, all I can answer is what you saw on TV. I mean, the fans, uh, what you saw on TV is how close those fans and those two sections got uh, to, to Orange Don't you Kansas dare <laughs> undermine and forget my question. <laughs> what? How does it make you feel that a fan just, you know, referred to you as scoops? Matt, I have I have fa- I have LaBarbarians across the world. I'm I'm I'm, I'm, I'm very <laughs> used bar what? LaBarbarians. That's the name of my fans. I'm the Why leader of LaBarbarians. Yeah, like LaBar Oh my god, you should have been all over this. Day 1. Day 1. I've had LaBarbarians since 2010. It, what? Why fun. why aren't you like yes. We've been do doing say? this podcast together a long time, Justin. Yes. Why now? I thought you guys were already registered little barbarians. I didn't realize you were just now stumbling upon. Don't play it cool. Don't play it cool. Yeah, I am going to play it cool. That is an amazing nickname. (laughs) Little barbarians. That is, that's pretty good. I will give it up. That's a great name, Justin. You should have literally dropped that mic after little barbarians. Well, no, no no lie. (laughs) I've never said. I've never (laughs) said. I've never said it on this podcast, but that goes back to the early days of chair shot reality. I can honestly say that. How do I? I watched that. Yeah, I like, why do I feel like I don't remember that? That was an early <laughs> Tammy, like the, the hardcore <laughs> fans. Like, like, everyone just like completely just Michael Myers, Justin just gimmicked himself. Love it. Um, <laughs> Tammy's was the funniest though. Yeah, like like everyone just in awe at this here. Because it's chat. an awesome you gotta give it up. That's an awesome nickname. <sighs> La Barbarian. That is great. Too, too bad you weren't like a like you know a full on pro wrestler. That's a great gimmick. I I used to uh, at the gimmick table. I had the barbarian stuff. And when I'm doing manager <laughs> stuff, I have I've, I've monetized it. I've uh, you can't be a manager and be a barbarian, dude. The barbarian, some dude who eats people's arms. No, no, no. The barbarian, the barbarians are those who 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 follow me. Who those who are the, the Justin Labar fan base. I've I monetized it that in that regard with the hashtag. Oh, so, you're and, not, so you're not the barbarian. You're no, saying I, the fans of you are the the fan. That that is, that is my culture. That is my posse. Uh, that is my people. Okay. They are the barbarians. Okay. okay. They say hello. My name is the barbarian. Yeah. Hi, the I'm the bar- Hi, I'm the barbarian number thirty-three. I live in Rhode Island. I've been a fan since. You know, or like the thing shirts. Remember those? They say thing one, two, three, four. You're a little bit right. One, two, three, four. With your sweet face and hat on backwards, it's too big. This is too big. I'm so mad. I love this hat because I hate that. But it is a little bit too big. I know it bothers me, but I don't know. Mine stretches out over time. That's when I got thrown out and get a new one. Yeah, this was it was a nice gift from my mom, but she got me a little bit too big a couple Christmases ago. So (laughs) she's the number one barbarian, obviously. I hope. So I just like I know we got some wrestling to talk about. I'm like I just no, we don't. We I don't. need to reconcile we, all this. Uncovered a <laughs> not even a gem. Like this is way whatever is very a gem. This is what we just uncovered here, folks. Like seriously, <laughs> Tammy Justin's followers have a name, but Seth Stone. <laughs> <laughs> Tammy's oh. witty as hell, by the way. FYI. <laughs> <laughs> She's funny, like on the tweets too. <laughs> I'm gonna that go off and good. register the Glenclave. Um, no way. That yeah, it's not as good. It's not as good. Wow, that's so good. Uh, Terrence Witted five dollars says, "At <clears throat> what age would you consider old to break into the wrestling business as a wrestler?" I, 
I know when I was still actively wrestling, if you were like 30 to start, okay, a different question. Uh, to start, I would say anything over 24, 25. When I started not tough enough, I remember Jim Ross saying it on TV. If I'm gonna, if he's gonna start, he needs to start now. And I was like 25. You know wow. what I mean? So I just use that age. But then the wrestling's changed today since then. So I would argue even younger. I'd say 22, 23. Wow, really? Unless what? unless you're a former like uh, a, a different kind of pro athlete. You know what I mean? You're coming from a different sport to this, and you're like just some stud athlete or whatnot. There's always gonna be somebody that breaks that mold, obviously. But I think on average, I would say for WWE Performance Center, I think anything over 25, no. So my question is, do you think it's because of athletic ability or do you think it's about you need to be able to set aside friends, family? You need to essentially make it your life, not only with touring, but with like fitness regimen, training. Like that's not an older person's game. It takes years to get it, first and foremost, right? It takes, takes a while to get it. Um, I would argue most WWE talents still today haven't gotten it yet because they still need more experience, more time to quote unquote get it fully. Um, I, yeah, I'd say you're right, your sweet spot if you're if you start to say at 22, that person's sweet spot if they're advancing at the right stages and whatnot should be hitting their peak and prime yeah. years. I'd say 28 through 34. Well, and that's, what, and, that's what, and that's what worries me with some of the talent that we had that like that we love in NXT is that like, you know, the goal, right? Everybody's goal was you you want to get to mania. Right. And it's like, you know, Keith Lee, uh, Damien Priest, those are just two guys right there. Right. They're in the late 30s. You know, they're yeah. not, you know, so they you start you start thinking rule. like, OK, like how much time do they have to. Right. Um, and I love you. Yeah, and I love both those guys. Don't get me wrong, but I but there's a lot, but there's more of that. If you start looking at like when Joe comes in, so Mo Joe comes in, he's in his like it's like you start looking like uh, like how much so, are they going to get out of him? So different, yeah. Joe and them would be a different comparison because Joe's a big star of TNA, Ring of Honor, much better than Keith Lee was. But true, yeah. They should have backed that bus up to the the bus, the money, whatever you want to call it. I'm killing my analogy here, but they should have backed that money bus up to Keith Lee. That Roman Reigns spot with him that they did they immediately, he should have been on Raw that next night. Mm, okay. And then, well, and then the stare down, and then the interaction he has with Brock at the Rumble. It's like, man. So yeah. good. I agree. Uh, so quickly, Jackson Callens 499 wants to know about us doing Cobra Kai season three review when it airs. I agree. Thursday we should nights, do maybe. it. Okay. Yes. Raj, we'll do something. Raj, yeah. he said you'll get super, super chat money. <laughs> I, I would uh, agree to do that. I would agree to do that podcast, by the way. Armando Gomez, 499, saying the Barbarians, the best thing he's heard since test, test, testicles. Oh, that was, <laughs> test was hilarious with that. That was yes. good. Um, so let's talk about this. Uh, Karrion Cross versus Bronson Reed. Uh, I put a bunch of money. I thought Bronson Reed was going to win tonight. Sorely disappointed. Bad call. Oh, why would you think that? No, I didn't think that. I'm saying like, oh, why would sarcastic. anyone think that? Oh, okay. I didn't catch the sarcasm. Whew, thank God, Glenn. You had me worried there. I was like, I think this Bronson Reed guy. I, I give this six more months before Vince takes him out of there. He, he's yeah. the full act. He's he's a full act, ready to go. Yeah. Yeah. This and it might good. and it might only be six months because in the meantime, Vince is dealing again with the, all the stresses of what's going on and no fans yeah. and such. But if 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 if, if we if we were in normal, normal times, times. <laughs> he might have him by SummerSlam. Yeah. Uh, Rhea, package. Rhea Ripley versus Aaliyah. 
Um, this went how you thought it was going to go. Lee actually got some right. offense in. I popped when Robert Stone threw his shoe at Rhea Ripley. That was pretty good. It was and, just and, so and, random. And good on Beth Phoenix to enter the famous quote, who throws a shoe? <laughs> I, I just, I, I love what Robert, I love what he's doing. I just, Robbie is so much better than this. They need to get him in the ring eventually. Here. They are next week. But like not with his door character of his. I don't know, man. Matt, wouldn't you like to be on TV every week and collect that paycheck enough to take bumps? <sighs> he's so good, man. I don't know. He's such a good promo, too. He's taking this ridiculous character and he's pulling it off. He's making it work. It's entertaining. Don't get me wrong. It's just that I've seen Robbie E for so long be Robbie E for so long. It's hard for me to unsee how good he is. And he's shredded. He's in great shape. He looks like an athlete, wrestles like an athlete. You know, good looking yeah. guy. Like, you know, I, I don't, this is, again, this is Jameson. Justin Lopez pointing out this was Rhea's first win since NXT Portland in wow. February. Wow. Wow. Really, Justin Lopez. Wow. March, April, May, June. Wow. That's a long time. What uh, the hell? And they wonder why Rhea Ripley isn't where she should be. There you go. Dexter Loomis versus Roderick Strong. And Roderick Strong wasn't ready yet. Uh, Dexter Loomis won by count out because Roderick Strong was too scared. Yeah. Um, Roddy's a tough one for me to digest. I'm not a fan. I, I don't like not like him. I'm just not a fan. He's just there to me. So Aaliyah and Ripley are going to have a rematch, it looks like, next week. Uh, then they announced this could be Dakota Kai versus Tegan Knox versus Mia Yim versus Candice LeRae in a fatal four way next week, uh, to become the new number one contender for the NXT women's championship to challenge Io Shirai. Um, and Dexter Lumis versus Roderick Strong in NXT's first ever strap match official for next week. I can't believe that's the first time they've had a strap match. I just don't think they've gotten around to it before. Which this is good because this is, this is, the strap match gimmick fits perfectly with this. It, it, it's yeah, something it that, like, you know, Roddy can't get away from him, so he's tethered to him. It's great. I'm telling you, everyone says this. Maybe they don't anymore. Hunter's, I can't wait for him to take over. I, I can't yeah. be saying that, but I really can't wait for him to take over. His stuff makes sense. It just does. From pay-per-view names, you know, from you know, the tip of the cap to the past, right? He's a huge story of wrestling, huge Student of the game, if you will. He really is. And then the matches and storylines that happen in NXT. Oh, Matt, well, only two hours. How can you compare that to what? SmackDown, that's two hours? I do. And I love NXT better. I'm sorry. It's my favorite show. And, uh, and for WWE. And what's, and what's and what's hopefully going to continue to work in Triple H's favor? You, know, you hate to talk about somebody being deceased, but whenever his time comes, when it is right. time for him to have the throne. Yes, that's what I meant. What's going to come into play? Is I think he's going to recognize he's going to keep being in charge of the day to day of the programming and oversee that he's going to delegate via his wife, via his brother in law, via the other executives to handle boardroom business stuff that you know he didn't go to school for. It's not his passion or interest. He's going to delegate that uh, appropriately, and you know where we always hear Vince is a guy who doesn't sleep. He does tries. He does. He has to have a hand in everything. I think. Triple H has shown he's going to focus on what he's passionate about, which is yeah. running the day to day of all the of all the wrestling. And he's going to let the other people handle the boardroom stuff. He's, he's doing a great job. Yeah. NXT for years has been that best show. I'm sorry. 
for WWE, in my opinion. Well, in this main event tonight for the North American title, the triple threat, Finn Balor versus Johnny Gargano versus Keith Lee. Ooh. Now, uh, the winner is going to face Adam Cole on July 8th for a winner-take-all match. Um, this was awesome. Temporarily unifying the NXT Championship and North American Championship. That's not unifying. Don't, don't say unify. That's just going to be somebody yeah, going to be holding both titles. Somebody, well, you know, but you know what I mean. It's going to be on Yeah, the but when you say unify, that makes it th- feel like true. it's going to merge. One belt. Yeah. Yeah. Temporarily. Temporarily. Um, no, there will not be one belt. There will be two belts. Admit yeah. it, Glenn. Yeah. There will be two well, belts. It's uh, uh, this was a great three way. This was yes. really good. Yeah, very good. And I was really interested to see who wins this because, in my mind, obviously the winner taking on Cole, who's the world champion. Cole's had, I mean, he's had the record. He's going to be the next champion, right? Right. I figure whoever's going to win this is going to beat Cole. Me too. Yeah. yeah. It's gonna be There's Keith nothing Lee. more for Adam Cole Keith to Lee. do. Keith so Lee, the f- prime. Right. Right. So, um, yeah, so it seems like Keith Lee would be that person. We'll have to tune on on July 8th, and then it makes you wonder, okay, is Adam Cole going to Raw or SmackDown at that point? What did you think of this uh, match tonight, Matt? He said he liked it. I don't know where he is, but he said he liked it. So this is what happens when I'm looking at the results. What did you think of the the match, Justin? Oh, I mean, very good. I I mean, these three would have to try to have a bad match. I mean, that's how... I mean, these three, which would actually be pretty entertaining. Can you imagine if these three went out there and like, guys, let's have like the worst match ever? <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, these three, this is great. I mean, you know, it, it's it's a different type of competition head to head to what you're seeing with Orange Cassidy and Jericho. Um, you know, this is where DVR is, where YouTube is, where some of this stuff comes in handy. But yeah, this was these three would have to try to have a bad match. Uh, they're not not gonna have a bad match, but I'm watching because I figured, okay, whoever wins this is probably your next world champion. No, I agree with that. Um, it was good. I think uh, Keith Lee is. Perfect to be uh, the next champion. I think his trajectory has been great. And uh, I'm curious where Adam Cole goes from here. Matt, what did I'll... you think of this main event match? Oh, I'm sorry, Justin. No, I, I said know. it was amazing. Hey, just see if this you had was... other thoughts. No, this was great. And it, it shined who it was supposed to shine by the win. Yeah. The win meant something. I'll, I'll say this. So if it's going to be Adam Cole versus Keith Lee, one of the two, it would yeah. seem is gonna. One of the two is gonna be leaving NXT. It would seem and go to Raw or SmackDown. If Adam Cole still retains this, and now you know he was the inaugural North American champion. So if his world title reign continues to be record setting in days, and he gets the North American title back again, right. to me that screams. Uh, and I'm, I'm not saying I'm not. I'm not necessarily upset about this. To me that screams. Triple H is hoarding and holding on to him for dear life, trying to buy time until. Vince gets him at Raw or SmackDown. Like that to me, that that screams Triple H saying, "I need Adam Cole here for as long as I can have him. Please well, don't take him." And then Keith Lee goes to Raw or SmackDown. Well, if he doesn't want to get rid of either one of them, both of them having titles actually would make it harder for them to take them off that roster and pull them up to Raw or SmackDown. You see what I'm saying? He could say the same argument about Keith Lee. Come on, Vince is my North American champion. Nobody cares about North American Championship, Hunter. We're yeah. taking him up. Well, I do. Come on, don't take him. Then maybe he doesn't. Yeah, <laughs> you like my yeah, um, but Keith Lee's a bigger star. No way around it. And, and he seems like a more traditional guy that Vince would want to work with in terms of size and and, and he should. He's yeah. awesome. Yep, yep. And he's going to be great for them when everybody comes back to these arenas. He's going to be awesome to go out to do the uh, all the PR stuff. Yeah, he's such a like he feels like such a good guy, like in real life, like how he talks and just everything. He sucks you in. Whenever he talks in interviews, twenty two with Mark Henry. Did you guys see that backstage? He was awesome on that. 
Yes. I know. I think, I mean, he's a superstar and uh, I think it's going to be very interesting to see how undisputed era uh, adjust. But I, I have to say this, the Dexter Gomez, Roderick strong thing, the strap match playing it a little more comedy. I think these guys are going to go in a really different direction. And in NXT, I think that's going to work. My biggest knock on them has been that there's Adam Cole and there's the backing band. Now yes. they're giving the backing band personality, which we've asked them for that. So we got to let it. And I would argue it, it took Bobby Brown leaving new edition oh for Ralph Trezvant, Michael Bivens, oh DeVoe, so, guess and what? Biv. Ralph Trezvant still didn't get over it. Is it, how, what life must be he like to be Ralph Tresvant? Ralph Tresvant was like the voice of all the new edition hits. He sang lead more than Bobby Brown did. Bobby Brown left. Nobody and Tresvant was the genetic. Nobody knows that, though. What does that say? I know. So Johnny Gill comes in. Next thing you know, he's guest starring on Family Matters. How do, this is two weeks in a row we've talked about Johnny Gill. Amazing. It is. Uh, Tim Mickles, Buck99, thoughts on Kofi's impression of AJ Styles' intro. I only noticed that on Twitter when people pointed out that when AJ came out to the ring, Kofi was mimicking AJ's uh, intro, intro uh, moves. Yeah, I saw that. Kofi's funny as hell. Kofi is very funny. Yeah. Um. So, uh, wait, Justin, you have a theme song? I do. Nate Erickson is saying, if you haven't heard it, Five dollars yes. to plug the Justin Lobar theme song by Montezzi on YouTube. It's seriously good. So, th thank you, Nate Erickson. I do have a theme song. It's called Reality Check. That's always been the gimmick of all you know. Reality Check, Chair Shot Reality. Montezzi actually does the uh, he does Big Swole's theme music. Wow. He does a couple oh, other he people. Did tell us this. Yeah, he, and he's a really good artist. I I really encourage you guys to look him up you on told social us media. This once before, actually. Yeah, he's a, he's a, he's a really good up and coming artist. But he does. Uh, there's a yeah. I, there's a theme song. I, I'll tell you what. If, if the beat it? alone, the beat alone. Just if you're if you're working out, running, it's a good beat. I, this, I was so proud of it. I can't. I'm not. I can't do a. a I can't Please, do it. Come on. No. I I'll want to know, and I can't hang up the phone to go watch it and get off the show. As soon as we get just off the show, I'll, best, <laughs> no, how about as soon as we get off the show, I'll send it to you. I'm not gonna care by then. Is it your yes, ringtone, you Justin? Is it your ringtone? No, that's a good idea. That is a good idea. I know. Yes, because then we can hear it. Just Although my really my. My phone's can't been we, like, can't, can't, Glenn, can't you like share screen and bring it up? I could. Uh, we won't get taken down for a or copyright flag. Or, or, no. or yeah, probably will. Justin, just do the beat to it then. How about that's easy. You don't have to sing. Just, <laughs> beatbox beat, for us, Justin. Easy. No, don't beatbox. Just give us the beat though, bro. Hold on, I'm gonna look it up. I can't. I'm not doing it justice. This is terrible. You're, 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 you're trapping room, me. You're trapping me. Yell at Glenn right now for completely ruining that. I'm sorry. Nerd, he was going to do it until you're like, I'm gonna pull it up. Pull it up, Glenn. <laughs> but first, Justin, it. do it for Matt. Get just as nope. I'll pull it up a second, but just no, nope. nope. <laughs> Thanks, Glenn. I'm he was sorry. going into it. Meanwhile, home on the ranch. There's even there, <laughs> there's even a lyric in it where he says, I'm the Vinnie Mac of wrestling. There's even a you lyric. Mark, I didn't write the lyrics, he wrote the lyrics, so therefore, it must be true. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> so so what how did this was this from your show yeah well, i used it for my wrestling reality podcast i use it something i use it on, i use it on the indie scene if i if, if i'm if i'm not coming out with wardlow or with the talent if it's just me i use it as my independent all right all right, all right, all right listen reality check reality check reality check go okay. he says reality it. check Copious times. 
Copious times. Talking about himself, not you. Good way to try to steal it, though. Vinny Mac of Radio. It was pretty good. That was good. Okay, well, this goes on for like two more minutes. Guitar. P.S. He was talking about himself, putting no, he wasn't. Over he's speaking. No, he's speaking. No, everything he's saying is he's speaking about me. <laughs> he's writing. My, it was for my radio show. Of Justin, uh, he's writing okay, about me, okay, Matt Morgan. Okay. Yeah, I'm the Vinnie Mac okay. of radio. Everything okay. I say, it's a reality check. It's I like remember when show. LL Cool J did Deepest Bluest on Deep Blue Sea. He wrote like he was the shark, like yes. he was rapping, not like he was LL. You know, it's very similar. Yes. No, I get it. I didn't know Justin did radio. I thought he did, it was this chair shot reality TV show thing. I had I had I had a couple day radio show here in Pittsburgh for f- four or five years straight. That was that's what started that. So Were you on before right. Madden or after, or not even on the same day? Different thing. But he would come on mine. Madden would come on mine. Um, Justin Lopez, five dollars. End game Justin. has to be Lee versus Cross. I'm all for Keith Lee going to the main roster, but I'm all for a key Cross and Lee feud. The only I would save that for the main roster. The only reason why Cross is not ready to be beat yet. Yeah. I'm sorry, I do not want to see Keith Lee beat yet either. But I could see Mia Yim beating uh, uh, Scarlet. Did I miss something? Where did well, that from? Well, because Mia and Lee. Where does it say that on there? No, no, it doesn't. I'm just saying that I could see oh. them finding a way to mix it up with the couples. Because me oh. and Keith have been together oh. and Scarlet okay. Cross. Nobody loses any heat on yeah. that. Uh, Kazarian X, $2, or they could do a DQ finish next week or on uh, the 8th with uh, Lee hey. versus. Kazarian X, are you a Frank Kazarian fan, or is that really your name, too? Last name. Don't pay. Don't pay. me on Twitter. I'll read it. He's going to pay. It's funny, like, we talked about this before. When people make their screen names, you can really tell what people were into in their headspace when they came up with the screen name. Until you although, reach an age where you just use your name. Although he has a WCW, oh, but he true. had the WWF, WWE at the time, WCW logo. Not the old school WCW logo. Which is much better, I thought. I get annoyed by people like on Twitter and social media who, use, who make their profile picture. Other the people, wrestler. like another yeah. wrestler or something, like that's just so weird. I always assume it's a. I was to be honest, like it's a teenager, because that was something that I would probably do. I'd probably have Michael Jordan back in my day if Instagram or Twitter was around mm. as my profile pic. Maybe I don't know. If I was a kid, I would. Yeah. If somebody critiques me and their at and their handle is uh, I would uh, John Cena fu six nine six nine, and their picture right. is like, I'm like, all right, you don't, none of you, your critique doesn't get doesn't count. Well, if you're an adult, I agree with that. Well, I don't know if they are an adult or a teenager, but I just I just automatically assume I'm not going to. Even. But I'm just saying, as a as a fan, I think it'd be so cool to be able to go on Iron Cheeks or something like that, or Nikolai Volkov, Jim Duggins, or some random '80s wrestler back when I was a kid, and just ask all these questions and be in contact with them. That's got to be pretty cool. Yeah, I think it's lost its luster today because we all try to be good and get back to fans all the time. Where I do think a lot of that uh, illusion gets lost. 
Yeah, I think we're right now, I mean, celebrity culture, people are more accessible than ever. Right. Yes. And it's you want to be good to your fans. That's why you want, or not even fans, friends even at the time, I'd argue, because you get along with them. You're a fan just like they are. So as long yeah. as you be the, you just want, you're fortunate enough to be in the business or whatever the sport is, maybe. <laughs> you know what I mean? And you, you never lose that. And yeah. uh, you have that in common with that person. Problem is, it does make you so accessible that Cornette, somebody used to tell me this in OVW, maybe it was Nova, that. If I be, if I found myself becoming too accessible, one day they won't pay to come see me. I never understood that. I was like, hmm. I'm a rookie. I think it's cool that fans even like me and want an autograph or something after a show, right? I don't know. But you're right. There's a fine line. And if you're an independent wrestler that works the same town or same uh, promotion, like every month or every couple yes. months, and you're always going out to the local bars, or local restaurants, yeah. and you're and you're for free mingling and taking pictures with the fans who well, you're trying to charge an hour earlier, you become yes. too much of just another person with them. Like I see too many indie guys, even yes. in this area that are That's in true. the area that I'm in, that add too many of these fans on Facebook. They accept their friend requests. I'm like, what? Are you, like, no, don't don't do that because you're becoming too relatable to them, which that that presents a problem of when's it going to stop? They're not going to pay to see you. They just assume you're their friend and you will so see them why, anyways. Well, what about the Facebook part? Is, is you said because you shouldn't want those fans to see what your personal life is about to ruin the character to an extent. Yeah. It's, yeah. It's, if, okay. if you, if, if, if these guys or girls have a Facebook account and they, and they do anything out of character and talk about personal, no, I, I think I, it's, I a mistake. it's a I mistake. Um, I saw, I've seen this like with especially a lot of the like Comic Con uh, appearances and people that like charge for photos. And I even saw this with uh, an AEW wrestler, I won't say who, but they were doing an indie date in the Bay Area last year. And they were talking to people and they would talk with anyone. But if someone wanted to get a photo, like they had a handler that would step in and be the bad guy and be like, you know, we're charging for photos. Like you guys can just, you know, it would be unfair to everyone else that we're charging if we did this with you for free. So that's all good. But the only problem is, it puts the fan on the spot and worse, it embarrasses that wrestler because what happens yeah. when the fan goes, no, I just spent 18 minutes talking to Johnny Mock. I'm cool. Yeah. I don't I'd rather it. do that. I'd rather have a conversation than a photo. I, I definitely would with a wrestler. If I was, oh, as, yeah. a, as a kid, I would have killed for that. Yeah. Yeah. It's an interesting time. Uh, Matt, you'll pop for this. Username 13 Anarchy got their name from Red, White, and Crew. Track 13 is their cover of Anarchy in the UK. Oh, that's a great call. That is a great call. That's a cool screen name. As a rem- crew fan, I love that. I remember when I got into the punk scene in the mid-90s and local bands, Like, I felt like the biggest poser ever that I was much more familiar with Motley Crue's version of Anarchy in the UK than the Sex then, Pistols version. Oh, same here. Uh, yeah. Definitely. That was my introduction to it, actually, was the Crue's version. Yes. Love Motley Crue. That's my first, 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 by a, by a bullet, number one favorite band ever that was such a word growing up too, glenn poser when you get labeled a poser oh, oh you're yeah. not you're not real you're a poser yeah it was you do not want to be a poser after the movie rad came out my friends had their gt and mongoose bikes my yes. mom got me my mom got me a ross piranha and everyone was like oh ross that's a poser freestyle bike like and i was like was. i remember i've i've spent my lifetime apologizing to my mom for like how Damn shitty crap. I was as a child. Oh man. <laughs> and that was a big one. Like, I'm sorry that I dissed the Ross Piranha you got me. Yeah. Um, they didn't know, you know. Yeah, they, I know. Well, it's like the GoBots Transformers thing. You want Transformers, you get GoBots. GoBots are a poser toy, man. You could not, they were. You could not tell that they were lesser than because they were smaller than the Transformers. It's tough. 
Jetfire, freaking Soundwave, Omega Supreme. Yeah. They have these little GoBots. Sco I thought Scooter was a cool character. I like the GoBots cartoon. I thought the GoBots cartoon was fun. I tried to get into it because I felt like yeah. I was missing out on this different alternate world of Transformers. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> I swear. <laughs> <sighs> By the way, Rad is out on 4K uh, can, high def digital on on disc. Uh, yeah, sorry. sorry, 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 sorry. I didn't step on your pop. Um, one more thing. Yeah. Uh, Gem and the holograms. Awesome show. Yes. Cool. Well, the Misfits were hook. where it was at. It was, but the hook of that yes. song was very, very good. The hooks of the cartoons when we were kids was awesome. Even He Man, all yeah. of them. No, I agree. I've uh, tried to rewatch some Gem, and the Misfits were the way cooler band in that series. By far. They always had better music, too, right? But it's like in the first or second episode, we just put it on and left it in the background. And I kid you not, like, I don't know how this happened on a kid show in the 80s, but, like, the Misfits, like, burned down an orphanage. Like, <laughs> like I just kept thinking, like, how did this happen on a kid show, a kid's cartoon, like this is like Cobra never did that on GI Joe. Cobra had a sinister <laughs> plot. Like they would shoot people with lasers, but they never really did anything too sinister. You remember when Cobra was like, "We're going to start a heavy metal band called Cool Slither, and we're going to have a subliminal message in it to convert people to Cobra." I feel terrible right now. I don't remember this. Really? Yes, Cool Slither. Yes, they had a song. GI Joe, how do I not remember this? Oh, yeah. Boy. It's on YouTube. Look it up. Cool Slither. Folks, this is my decline. You just witnessed it live on air. This is but, where I get old and I start forgetting things. But there are times when we tuned out. Like, I was watching uh, The Toys That Made Us on Netflix in the episode about He-Man. And, yeah, like... That was awesome. Some of those later ones, like, I well moved on from He-Man by the time they got to, like... Uh, Shira? Like, uh, not Shira, but remember, oh, what was it? Like, uh, the guy, and it had a name like Man E Faces, like where it like flipped around. Man E Faces. Yeah, Man Faces. Faces. You spun his head up there. Yeah, yeah. That's about the time when I moved on from He Man. Oh, man. Man E Faces was like a first generation. Um, was it? Huh. Yeah, I swear to God. Um, but I will point this out. I did move on when Shira came out because that was the next cartoon that would yeah. come on right after. And it was a great transition. I think their heels on that, except for like Skeletor and Beastor and a few of them on He Man, was better. They had the yeah. evil horde. That were great villains on that show. Uh, I have to say, as a kid, I didn't realize that it was like made fun of and considered a bomb. I thought the He-Man movie with Dolph Lundgren was really good when I was a kid. Right, <laughs> same here. Yeah, like, I mean, that was such a good a big movie. Think about I, we have to go see this, please. This was like a present for me, as I recall. Yeah, for a report card, I think, or something. And Frank Langella playing Skeletor. Frank Langella is like a legit serious actor. Like that was a get. Yeah, so was Dolph Lundgren. He yeah. was Rocky IV. Yes. Top of the world. Yes. Disappointed when I realized Dolph Lundgren was not actually Russian. Oh, Blew man. my mind as a kid. <laughs> I didn't understand yeah. it. I didn't get it. Justin's just sitting there in silence. Like, I, I'm too young. So Justin, I mean, Koloff was also not Russian. It's Listen, true. None, none of this rings any bells at all? Zip. So do you know what He-Man was, though, right? Or no? No, it was, yeah. I wonder if, okay, Glenn, let's put this in perspective yeah. and, and create like a gauge on this. Is us talking about He-Man, like our dad talking about the, the original G.I. Joe, the original one doll G.I. Joe? Yeah, but it's a little different though. I think for Justin, I mean, we talked about this, we were talking about Degrassi, like Justin's in this gap, right? Like before it was original, like too young for the original um, and too 
old uh, or part of me like uh, like between the original and then this like too old for the nostalgia of it when it came back because He-Man of, had that nostalgia the, pop, you know, of, of Degrassi, you mean? Yeah, well, there was the original Degrassi in the late '80s, and there was Degrassi, which in the I had to watch in health class. Yes, we had to watch it in English. Yeah, learned a lot of stuff from Degrassi. Yes. but there were there was the second series that came out in the early 2000s. That's the one Drake was on, um, and like Drake was on Degrassi Junior High. Degrassi: The Next Generation. Yeah, I did not know this. And Joey Jeremiah oh. came back. Snake from the original was the principal, like the teacher, then the principal on the new one. And it ran wow. for like 15 years, Matt. It was a long-running series. It's all on Netflix and Tubi and stuff now. Wow. Yeah, but wild. Drake was on that show for like years. Drake was on that show for like eight years before he left. The Drake? The Drake. I ordered, he wrapped in an episode. And I remember I heard through like a Degrassi like fan site that you could buy a single. I remember PayPaling Drake like, Five dollars to a hotmail address, <laughs> and he mailed me a CDR with like a laser printed cover on it, and he signed it in like ballpoint pen. He autographed it, like Drake's first demo. I remember order. All right, how about this then, Glenn? Yeah, Justin, do you remember mixtapes? Did they mixtapes? Oh yeah, yeah. I, I remember mixed cassettes. I remember sitting around waiting for the radio yeah. to play a song to burn songs and and. Well, there's them. that, but then there's like like DJ Mister C and like really good. Oh yeah, I oh, that mix, yes, 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 But yes, then there's yes. also mixtapes like yeah. I'm just started dating we this girl. Like yes, yes. Oh, yes. yes. You all better admit it right now. You've done yes. this for a girl. Yep. I've had it. I've had. I've had we it, all have. I've had it done for me actually too. So I mean, I, I remember that. I remember that. That's something I can. Yeah, I it's weird. All done this. But you're Every right. The guy out there watching this, don't play cool and you don't say, say you didn't do this. You did. We were watching an old episode of TBS Night Tracks from 1991. And like extremes more than words came on. And I was just like talking to my wife about like, I was like, oh, this was on like every mixtape that like a guy made for a girl, girl made for a guy. <laughs> and then they followed it up with like Paula Abdul's, uh, oh, see, Matt's disappearing. He's probably got some <laughs> mixtape skeletons. He doesn't want coming out. Uh, followed up with Paula Abdul's Rush Rush. That was where she redid Rebel Without a Cause with Keanu Reeves in the video. Like it was a real awkward trip down memory lane and uh, a lot of teenage uh, dating. Anyhow, we've driven Matt off with our mixtape talk. We've almost been two hours in. I know. And you know what? Our numbers have gone up. Our numbers have? have gone up this entire show. That's good. More people hang out. But hey, we're going to be back Friday. Stay tuned, the Barbarians. <laughs> <laughs> all these years in. all these years yep. now you drop that on us yep. <laughs> i can only rely on the vince impression for so long i had to bring something new out for you well i'm impressed justin uh <laughs> as, I hold, as i hold my microphone like i'm tony clifton <laughs> <laughs> so on behalf of mr matt morgan on behalf of justin labar myself and the wrestling inc family uh stay tuned to wrestling inc for all the latest stories there's a lot going on in the world right now wrestling inc of course always has the latest and we'll be back here friday night to talk about smackdown uh yes uh bernie dc just remember everything i do i do it for you we'll see you back here on the wrestling inc podcast take care